Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2? I am, because after all, we we are the Watchers of Movies. So John DiMaggio, who was a, originally um, Bender on Futurama, did not want to joke because they're making a new series or a new season of Futurama. Sure. And he was like, no, I'm not signing on. I want more money. Everyone in the cast deserves more money. And they were like, well, I don't know. They're dragging their feet on it. But they finally said yes. And so he is officially back on the cast for Futurama. <laughs> Yay! Good for him. Yeah. He wants more money, he gets more money. I, I hope that the rest of the cast did too. Me because too. like you like that's your work. That's your sure. talent. Like you like and he is I would have not watched the next season of Futurama if Bender hadn't been on it. He what or he they'd recast pivotal him. Part. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's like He's and he's done so much other stuff. He was Jake in um, Adventure Time. He plays King Zog and in, in Disenchantment. Like he's he's done so much that it's like he's such a recognizable voice actor that like not paying him more to have him on there would be a very dumb decision on their end. So that's the exciting news I wanted to share today. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, I think if you're gonna do like a reawakening or just a continuation after a big gap. And you can't get the original people, then you should just, just scrap the it. whole thing. Yeah, like how American Housewife should have canceled because Anna Cat, the original actress, had uh, you know quit. Yep. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why? Well, I don't yeah. want to see someone else. I want to see Julia Butters because she's adorable, and it's her. Anna Cat is her. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's that's cool news. Yeah. Futurama is so funny. I uh, Mike found a website recently that's really novel it's like learn to draw you know it's got like all the like the circles and you eventually make like a character and there was one of nibbler lord nibbler so i drew that uh, nice. it turned out really cute and i was surprised at myself but lord nibbler yeah he's so cute and mike did like a little impression of him and he's really good at doing his little voice Is he's he? so cute yeah the little like animal voice he does or his actual talking voice his little animal voice oh, okay. like the, just like the, the critter like, language or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, I have to adjust real quick. I started this new uh, <clears throat> tradition of playing uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild when I edit. And so um, sometimes I have to listen. Well, I, I usually listen to the clean copy of the episode the day we post it. I usually give it a, a run through just to make sure that everything I edited edited, you know, just and I wasn't like in La La Land. And since I've started playing Zelda, I, I actually listen with a bit of nervousness because I'm like, I was trying to defeat a shrine and I know that I might have missed things. But so far, so good. I haven't had that happen. But um, so watch what you say. No, no, don't worry about it. But anyway, that's what I've been doing and it's been really fun. But some of the shrines take most of my attention. So I, I occasionally have to pause my editing because I'm like, this could be really dangerous. I was watching, I was watching, I'm doing, you know, quotes. I was watching Predators. It's with uh, Adrian Brody and Alice Braga, who I love. I think she's awesome. And uh, Topher Grace. And at first, initially, I was like, oh, Topher Grace, isn't it? I don't know if I really want to watch this. But it was more background noise than anything else. 
And naturally, they made Topher Grace the bad guy. And so when he like revealed that he was the bad guy, I was like, <laughs> oh, God, they're serious. <laughs> you don't like Topher Grace? I just, I think he's a good comedic actor, but there are some actors that I do not want to see in serious films. And he is one of them. Sure. You I know? get that. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I can't. Like, he really made his debut as Eric Foreman in the 70s show, and I can't really look past that, you know? Yeah, I agree. And um, I don't think he's a talented enough actor to be able to overcome that. That's the thing. No, I think that's true. And I also think, like, he he's kind of crippled by the fact that Eric Foreman is kind of like a weak character, like a weak, character. whiny character. Yeah. And I think that it's maybe the like his style isn't too far away from like an eric vorman style in a lot of his movies yeah yeah so that is hard i i'm not impressed by him in any way shape or form and and every time i've seen him in anything else i know that sounds kind of harsh but it's true i just i i don't find topher grace to be an even really even a remotely interesting actor either like that's the thing is that i'm kind of like i'm actually i'm pretty indifferent surprised about him. that he's still like around around i know because of just how deep the tie to that 70s show goes for me as well yeah. so it's, it's actually yeah. kind of shocking to see him in things yeah it was like really upsetting about the whole danny masterson thing um let me pull up my notes because I wanted to ask you something. The police are coming. They are. They found me. Um, <clears throat> oh, so I wanted to ask you. Um, what about, how did Mike feel about After the Dark? Because we never talked about it yet last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. Okay, let me think back. That was a lifetime ago. Um, it was two weeks. But <laughs> <laughs> He said he thought it was interesting, but he was kind of, like, disappointed that the whole thing was just a teacher trying to have an affair with a student. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. And do you like it? Do I like it? No, did he like it? Did he it? like it? I think so, yeah. I think he liked it as, like, an interesting, like, oh, this is an interesting, unique movie, but the ending... It's definitely unusual. It is, yeah. And that's kind of what I have to say about it, too. Like, it's, it's very unusual, and, um... So, yeah, so he was kind of, like, he, I think he pointed out that the teacher got, like, super pissy and started, like, giving her a lower grade when she wasn't doing what he wanted her to no. do and, and how that was kind of weird. and What a creep. So, yeah, I think, I think if I remember correctly, like I said, <laughs> seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, so, like, the past two weeks have been, like, <laughs> like egregiously stressful for me in regards to work oh that sucks so i think he liked it and thought it was interesting um i don't think he was blown away by it if i remember correctly and i think he was slightly disappointed by the motivation of the whole thing mm -hmm. so that's yeah that's understandable it is kind of this i mean like older guy who's like in love with this younger woman and she's like you know i'm like she was like 17 18 or whatever yeah she's pretty young and i yeah. think he also said like what are you gonna do when school's done like what yeah. you want her to stay in your city when she's well, like they, her yeah, life like, is they're just like, starting in, they're like in jakarta but none of them are indonesian sure. like they're all from like like britain they're like all around the you know yeah. the world so it's, it's it's like the equivalent of a semester at sea exactly it's abroad yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh so anyway i think that'd be a really the like the whole indonesia looks like if 
Indonesia looks like that. It's a very beautiful place. You know what I mean? Oh, big I mean, time. I'm sure it is beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's dangerous. I think they're in the ring of fire, aren't they? I believe. I don't know. I know I that know. every time I hear about like a volcano threatening people, it always seems like it's over in there. Indonesia? Ugh. Well, not necessarily just Indonesia, but that area of the world. So it seems like um, a dangerous place to live in that regard with like natural disasters. <laughs> I guess you could live in like, you could say the same thing about like Kansas, though. Although, to be honest, I would never live in a place like Kansas if oh, it's I, a I, tornado valley. If it was within alley, my, I mean. if it was within my control, uh, to the best of my ability, I wouldn't want to live anywhere landlocked. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's you know, everybody has their thing, and you never know what the future has. Maybe some lucrative deal will come up in a landlocked state. And I'll just have to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I'll just have to <laughs> deal with the fact that there's no big, big lakes around, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is nice to live near a lake. I have a little creek that I look at every day that I love. So that's nice. My view is very nice for my balcony. You have a beautiful view. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you ready to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. Oh, wait. No, I wanted to do this. We're going to open some <laughs> so champagne. I brought some, some spumante. Calif- it's California sparkling wine. It can't be called champagne unless it's grown in the champagne region. That's right. That's that's right. I wasn't trying to correct you because I was actually going to call it champagne and then correct myself as like a bit. Oh, but <laughs> I ruined it. No, you didn't ruin it. Okay. You made it better. Oh, okay. Because that's why we have a podcast. Yes. Um. Anyway, uh, if you want to know, this was from the bottom shelf at D and W. Love it. So they had a little bottle, like a single serving bottle. And and I was like, and I thought I should just get a single serving bottle because we're probably not, we're not going to drink this whole bottle. Oh no, there's but no way. I think the single servings has like a screw off cap and I wanted to get Oh, that, you want to like, like do the pop? The pop. Okay. So, so I want right. to open this. Um, I'm terrified of them, of the bottles. I I'm think like, actually nowadays, maybe none of them have corks anymore. I don't know. I barely ever drink, uh, champagne sparkling wine you know what does it say it says point bottle away from self and others remove foil firmly grasp metal top keep hand on top and twist top until stopper pops from bottle so it's not like a, a real cork anymore it's like oh. a bottle top well that's you kind can of reseal them apparently Oh my gosh, the foil is coming off in the tiniest little pieces. <laughs> this might have been sitting on the shelf for a while. <laughs> the, the lack of freshness in the foil is making me nervous about the flavor of the... Okay, here it's coming off now. This, is, this feels like more tedious than I anticipated, but... I've never had, I've never opened a bottle like this. Well, I can't remember what it's from, but there's, I, I want to say it's from Futurama, but there's like a, but I also don't think it is, but there's a, a scene where someone goes, I, I want your most expensive bottle of wine. And they're like, okay, that's $3,000. And they go, I want your most $8 bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, that, it's from, uh, it's from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is confusing. I've popped corks before, but I've never had a twist of one that pops as well so if there's no sound effects then my whole thing is like i should have gotten the oh also my story about the individual one was that it was like the little one was only two dollars cheaper than this one and i was like well that's crazy i mean have you ever seen this is 40 uh no so paul rudd and leslie mann are like at this like they take this like getaway this weekend away 
and and they're trying to like spice up their marriage and he's like i think i think maybe we should get porn at this hotel like you can get a block of porn for x amount of money and she's like well can't we just order one porn and he's like one like porn movie i called it porn like an old person can't we just order one porn uh she's like can't we just order one movie and he's like no but listen i mean we don't have to watch it but it's the same price if you just get a block of porn porn. okay here goes so twist to open stop read safety instructions below before opening i did read that okay okay there's a little there's a little picture on here like don't hold it towards yourself (laughs) I'm pulling it. I hate it. <laughs> it so, makes me so nervous. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Here it comes. Oh, jeez, oh, that was nothing. It didn't make any noise. Oh, it, man. Felt like, it felt like there was a lot of resistance, and I was waiting for the satisfying, like, thunk. <laughs> Listen, man, even I'm bummed and I'm terrified of those things. So, but I'm like the a thing is, small dog. <laughs> Maybe I should have no. gotten crystal. <laughs> Let me get some cups. All right. It's Andre bl- brand, which is high on the list. Okay. I'll pour them by the thing. So maybe we can do like a little ASMR foodie thing. So here I'm pouring one. Oh gosh, it's foaming. Okay. <laughs> Mike always teases me because I can't pour beer without giving it a lot of foam. Look at all the foam that I got. Okay, I was just trying to get the sound effect. That was bad. Right. Oh, that was good. <laughs> so, Lauren, this is a celebration because I never thought I would watch all the... I can't believe I've seen all the Harry Potter I know. movies. We can pour more. I'm just not... Oh, here, look. It's already... That's the thing. Beer, the foam, like, takes forever. But champagne that you buy on the bottom shelf at D&W? No. The phone goes away Actually, immediately. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's now. all you want. Look at yeah. the big glass I poured. <laughs> my parents are and I are hanging out after this because it's my dad's birthday tomorrow, and I'm gonna have to call them and be like, because I'm such a lightweight. Call them and be like, um, I was drinking. Can you pick me up? <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't drive drunk, kids. Cheers. Cheers. I can't believe we did it. We did it. We did it. Well, you did it. I've already done it. <laughs> oh, this is nice. It's not bad. It's very... Um, oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, light and smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Listen. It's tasty. Don't knock the bottom shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always like the overly sweet, mm-hmm. like cheap wines anyway. So, it's fizzy. Know. This is like... This feels like ginger ale. I feel like I could drink like six glasses of this and then be like, maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> be like, ew, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, the Stephen Fry story. Oh, yes. Lauren, <laughs> you have to tell them this story, which I think is so, uh So, uh, Sam had sent me a video. Which she's now sending me all these, like, Harry Potter memes, which just brings me so much joy because it's like, <laughs> yes, finally she understands what these mean. I did <laughs> tell Mike. exciting. Because <laughs> Mike has watched them all, too. Uh-huh. Uh, and I did tell him, like, I guess watching Harry Potter has definitely opened us up to a whole world of, like, pop culture references. <laughs> yeah, it really has. So she sent me a, a video, and um, it was hilarious, but it was, like, the difference between the Dumbledore reacting to Harry putting his <laughs> name in the Goblet of Fire in the book, book version yeah. versus, like, the movie version, and it was, like, with Legos. So, like, in the second one, it was like, Harry, did you put your body <laughs> name in the, bottom, the Goblet of Fire? And then he, like, shoves Harry on the ground and, like, body he, slams like, body him. slams him. <laughs> it's really good. And so, and so I told her this story that uh, I had heard 
years before about how Stephen because I said well I think that might I wasn't sure but it sound it sounded like it maybe could have been Stephen Fry who was uh, narrating the the books because he did narrate them and I'm sure other people have narrated them since because it's so popular but he initially narrated them uh, in the beginning and so I so he could not pronounce the term pocketed it. And so he met J.K. Rowling and she's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a whole series. And he was kind of like condescending to her, like, "Mm, I'm sure it will be, which is like (laughs) a pretty bitchy thing to do, Stephen Fry. But I still love you. But um, (laughs) and so it's kind of weird that he was like, I could have a steady job for the next (laughs) decade. But instead, he was like, "Okay, little lady. okay, because he's so much taller. So he could definitely do that. Um, So in a delightful act of petty revenge which like you know like like yes praise (laughs) um she decides to write the term pocketed it in a bunch of her other books because he couldn't pronounce it that's so evil that's so evil i live for petty revenge (laughs) oh my gosh to have that like that scope that view to do that i would that's something that i would do i'd be like really you're gonna talk condescendingly to me let's let's play games now fry let's play some good old games (laughs) anyway i love it oh my gosh and yes so so inquiring minds have to know must know what did you think of the movie um well first i have to say Last week, I joked about Harry being a horcrux, and I was 100% joking, and when I found out that Harry was a horcrux, I was like, Harry is a horcrux! <laughs> Wait, I told you that he was. Didn't I thought I tell you, you were joking. You oh. agreed with me. I thought, I thought you were joking. I wrote about it in my journal later that night. Veronica Wait, told a really? funny joke today. No, that's Anchorman. Oh. Um, no, I was so shocked. And I even I was watching with Mike, and I was like, oh my gosh, he is a horcrux. And, and Mike was like... I thought she agreed with you as a joke. And I said, me too. <laughs> Listen. I was serious. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, thought that was a joke. I was totally serious. Listen, I thought that I was losing my mind. Cause like halfway through the movie, I was like, wait a second. Cause, Oh, at the scene when Harry realizes that the snake is the final Horcrux, I was like, there was like a record like, and I was like, wait a second. Wait, we have the diary. The ring, the necklace. Don't tell me the goblet thing and the crown. Okay, yep. the diadem. That's only five. So with the snake, that's six. And I was like, I said to Mike, like, what's the other Horcrux? And then I said again, okay, we have the diary, we have the <laughs> ring, we have the necklace. And I went through them like three times and I was like, no, that's only five. I love how you're getting so like, you're like, what? No, 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 no. we have to figure this out. This is a mystery, Watson. Well, yeah, because I was like, remember when I was watching that one, um, when I was watching the Half-Blood Prince, I had that like groggy interlude. And so I was like, oh my gosh did i miss something am i not and then like nothing makes you feel crazier than when you think you can't remember something yep 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 and and i was like is harry crazy because maybe harry's crazy maybe you know and i was just like resigned myself to okay when this is all finished i'll just maybe they'll say what the other horcrux is and i forgot about it or i can look it up and then we find out but then why would harry like that's what 
that doesn't make sense because why would Harry say the snake is the final horcrux? They knew they needed seven. So what was did he say that in the book? Do you think? Well, I don't know. I don't think he knew that, or no, he did know that he was the final horcrux. He said that in the movie he specifically said he's the final horcrux. The snake is the final horcrux. Right. But in the movie at that point he did not know that himself he himself was also horcrux right so he should have said the next horcrux is the snake but he said the final oh i don't know i think that that line of dialogue is suspect and i think that people probably don't think about it because they've already they just know that harry is a horcrux but maybe anyway anyway i just wanted to say (laughs) that i was totally joking when i said that last week because i was like that seems so ridiculous (laughs) But anyway, so that being said, back to your question. Um, <clears throat> I, this movie wasn't as good as I anticipated, but it wasn't awful either. And it was really interesting to see how the whole thing tied up. And I have a lot of questions. And I have some complaints that really bothered me in a way that I might, have some complaints I think too. Some about of my specific things. I think I know one of them because I think we might have the same complaint. Is it the epilogue? Oh, no. Oh, Mm. I hate the fucking epilogue so much. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... Like, I will probably spend half an hour just bitching about that because I hate it so much. (laughs) I I think that, um... I think that, that, uh, Harry... Listen, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I don't care what it makes me sound like, but I think Harry should have ended up with Luna, and I'm actually, like, really disappointed. Yes. That... Okay, I agree. Here's the thing. J.K. Rowling wrote these characters in her head. And when you're reading the characters, apart from the movies, you have a vision in your head. And you can probably piece them with the characters they they end up with. You know, because as you're reading, like, that's the beautiful thing about books is that you put part of your own ideas into the book as you're reading. And characters say lines how you imagine them saying that. Right. You know? So that's beautiful because the book is like it becomes like a part of you. Yeah, it's well, and that's it's like the a, joy of like reading like adventure that you don't ha- you can visualize like you can <coughs> like have this brilliant visualization of in your head yeah. your head of what you're seeing or what you're reading. You're your own director. Right, exactly, you're making a, yeah. the best movie that you can make for yeah. yourself. And I am my own best director yeah. because I know what I want. Exactly, <laughs> and like each each book you're a co-creator and that's like the beauty of reading like that's why reading is so awesome yeah but when you're making a a movie (laughs) (laughs) the more you know everybody go to your local library reading rainbow i read a a really sweet i read a really sweet tweet today sweet tweet sweet tweet a sweet 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 little tweet today and um crazy (laughs) and it, it was talking about how um a woman with uh cognitive impairment like developmental disabilities got lost and she went to the library and she just kept saying to them over and over again the library is a safe place and i thought that was really beautiful like it made me kind of emotional how like yeah the library is a safe place you know anyway so when you but when you're making a movie you cannot stick with the norms that are in the book you cannot just be no. you cannot just say well these characters end up together in the book so they end up together in the movie you have to do the work like yeah if if a character doesn't have chemistry with an actor that you like cast 
and your hands are tied and you are at this point where like you cast Ginny when she's what eight years old ten years yeah, old so eight, how do you know yeah. if they have chemistry you don't because right. you cast her when she's a kid and he's a kid right and if they don't have chemistry when they're older then as a filmmaker and as a group of people who are putting together this art like you have to do the work to make us believe that they should be together and there was none of that like oh yeah Ginny, the harry when, and jenny's relationship was like real lazy listen when harry came to hogwarts and Ginny just like came out of the woodwork and was there i was like if that was me i, I wouldn't be able to keep my hands off of oh him. yeah not no. harry like I, I can keep my hands off harry but i mean you know like <laughs> if i was in a relationship with harry i guess and he came in i'd be like i wouldn't be able to stop hugging him and touching oh, him oh and yeah kissing for him sure and, and being like you're alive i thought i'd never i wasn't sure if i'd see you again i wasn't sure when i'd see you again right but instead it was like she was like she's like oh catatonic. what up yeah and and he was the same way toward her yeah it was... and i couldn't fathom it and then like they him and luna still had moments together and luna is just a more interesting character which I think probably in the books, as you said, she's more interesting as well. But if you're no, just Ginny looking at... No, is very interesting okay. in the books. They did not do her justice See, in, the, just, in the movies I don't, I don't at understand all. She was, why. like, way more badass in the books. So I, I think that that's a real big problem because um, I like a good love story. And I feel like if you cannot rely... If you want to make a good movie that will stand the test of time i don't think you can just rest on your laurels because there's other material with the right. same story right right so anyway i think that i wish that harry and luna had been together you know i in the movies i'm sure in the books maybe well you've said no. before that it's not <laughs> no <laughs> hold on i'm actually gonna close the door because i'm getting kind of cold do you want a blankie no thanks so yeah i'm back to i feel like i'm ranting a little bit drinking this spumante to go back to your original question, I don't, I think that this movie let me down a little bit because I was expecting to like it as much as I liked the Half-Blood Prince. Um, and I felt like I had to endure the most boring buildup with Deathly Hollows Part 1. And I thought, like, surely they're not gonna, like, make me go through part one if part two wasn't worth it and i'm on the edge i'm on the fence a little bit about what i thought about part two because i thought that it was i thought that there was cool stuff in it um that, that we'll get to but i just it 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 didn't i mean i didn't have super high expectations but it it didn't quite live up to my expectations even my right. even my expectations so that's kind of how i feel about the movie as a, like in itself okay so, so i have another question for you before oh, sure. i answer what yeah, your question is. sure how do you feel about the series as a whole well um i kind of feel like what i've been saying all along still holds true um if you're like me two months ago three months ago and you thought it's been a while hasn't it yeah if you're like me and you're like i've never seen the harry potter movies and i probably never will uh, I don't feel like I'm missing out. Well, then I'll let me, I'm here to tell you that I don't think you are missing out. Really? Aww. But <laughs> if you have a curiosity about them and you're like, I'm, I'm sort of wondering, like, maybe you're not even like, I really want to see them. You're just like, you know, these movies kind of defined like an early 2000s generation. And, you know, there, there's a lot of like magic and fantasy. And maybe I would like them. Then I would say, yeah, watch them. Have fun. 
I stand by. I think the first two movies are pointless. Strike them from the history books. Don't watch them because well, everything for, you need I mean, to the know. Chamber of Secrets is important for later. I mean, if you want to see the location where Ron and Hermione have a weird kiss, then watch <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. But otherwise, well, no, because they have to get the the um, fang to destroy the goblet. If you want to see where they get the fang to destroy the goblet, watch the Chamber of Secrets. But I don't think it's. I'm just saying. I have some comments about the basilisk thing. By I, the way, I think just start. <laughs> I I I just I, I guess if you're gonna watch all of the movies, then just know that. In my humble opinion, maybe not so humble because I've been ranting about it for months, but some of them are not good in my in my mind. And I, I think that especially if by now you haven't seen them, I'm assuming you haven't read the books. And if you're like me and you haven't read the books, then some of the movies are not going to be like, they're not going to warm your heart because you, you don't have any background with them. Right. You don't have you don't have like this time and energy that you've put into this story and these characters. You're just watching a movie. And I don't think that the, the series as a whole succeeded in making actually good movies. Most of the time, I think that they are sort of fun some of the time, but they rely so heavily on pre like on the, like the romance that you feel when you've read these books and they've like the characters have become your friends when you're like reading the book yeah, that's how I and, feel about Lupin. Like, because he's in a lot more of the series than he is in in the movies, and so his death was like I was like like shaking, sobbing at the end. I was like with Fred and Lupin and Tonks. I was like having like a real emotional reaction to that. So, but you know, I mean, I have a Harry Potter tattoo. I've loved them since I was a kid. Like, this is something that has been in my life since I was about fifteen. So you have to or maybe like 13 but either way it's been what like two-thirds of my life you know so it's a huge part of it's a huge part of my life i have a very strong emotional connection to it so it's kind of understandable why i had such like an emotional reaction to that because i mean even though i knew it was coming it was still like these are my like like lupin is my favorite character one of my favorite like of all time like of any other thing wow. i mean i love lupin wow. so much yeah and <clears throat> And I actually have a lot of, I have some comments about the, the way that uh, his death was written. And I think I even uh, tagged it in my book um, because I thought that he deserved a good death scene and he and Tonks didn't get one. And I was like, and that was devastating for me because it's like Sirius had a great one. And we just, and, and I think that Dumbledore had a great one and Snape had a great one. And like, you don't give my favorite character a great death scene. How dare you? <laughs> you know? Well, I think we should talk about it right now. Cause I have a lot to say as well. Okay. And I want to tell you something that, so, um, the characters, if we're talking about death scenes, um, so I, a couple weeks ago was reading about Ginny cause I was trying to read about her character and I got a spoiler that Fred died. And I was really disappointed. And I was surprised at how disappointed I felt. And I, I think it's because these the movies build up Fred and George. They build up Lupin. They build up these characters. And I was really sad when Sirius died because he was he finally here's someone who cared about Harry. I know. And, and and I was you know, I thought it was really sad how when like Dumbledore died, they all put their wands up to the sky and and so 
here's these movies where we're built up and Fred and George are so fun and they're like different than any of the other characters and they play off of each other and they, they have this like just this, this energy and Mike and I were talking and I was saying like I thought if anything was going to make me sad I knew Fred was going to die and I thought if anything is going to make me sad it's when I see Fred die because he's a character that I really enjoy he was there for relief in certain moments and he you know and and to a lesser degree tonks and lupin tonks not so much because i just didn't feel but lupin too i thought like once i saw them dead on the ground i didn't even like i assumed that they were dead but at the same time i was like are they dead this is an issue that i have and so i and mike said mike this is i have to give him credit because i think he made a really good point he was like fred is a character that we grow to enjoy throughout the film. And Dobby gets a better death scene and memorial yep. than Fred and Lupin and Tonks. To a, I mean, like, Tonks, I feel like for people who just saw the movie, Tonks isn't maybe quite as yeah. tight with us. But Lupin was a big part of the movies. And Dobby, the annoying house elf, <laughs> elf who was probably in the whole series for maybe, let's be honest, seven minutes total of screen time yeah. in the movies. I, and, and, and Yeah, in the books he's in a lot more. Sure, but, but yeah. we're in the movies. Right. He gets, like, the movie part one ends with them digging a grave for him, and then the movie starts showing a headstone that they somehow, like, found a stonemason to make. I don't know. And so, like, Dobby, Dobby gets a better death in Memorial. And then then Lupin and Fred and Tonks, of course. Right. And I thought that that was such a horrendous oversight. And I was so mad. And so when Mike said that, as soon as Mike was like, Dobby gets a better death than them, I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Because yeah. when it happened on the screen, I was like, I said, because <laughs> when Harry's walking towards them in like the Great Hall and all the Wheezies are crying, and I was like, oh, and then you find out Fred died. Or one of them died. I don't even know. Like, it's such a fast scene. Yeah. And I said to Mike, because I asked him when I read the spoiler, I was like, oh, gosh, I just read a character spoiler. Do you want to hear it? And he was like, no. <laughs> so then at that point, I said, that's the spoiler I read that Fred died. And then he looks over at Tonks and Lupin, who are laying next to each other. And I said, are they dead, too? And then the scene just ended and we never hear anything. Like, we never hear anything else for the rest of the movie except the fact that lupin talks to harry after with the resurrection stone scene but i was like that's it that's all we get like we never see the weasleys like sad anymore about fred really we see that little moment where hermione and ron are on the stairs and maybe she's comforting him but right and like tonks and lupin nobody like it's just what yeah is, the what thing is like thinking? so i'm gonna read you part of the the um so, okay. Um, okay, so it's... I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to read the part with Fred, but I'll just, like, build it up for you. So, basically what happened is... Um, like, the, all this wreckage, like, it, like part of the, the building fell down. And this is what happened. It said, uh, and Hermione was struggling to her feet in the wreckage and three redheaded men were grouped on the ground where the wall had blasted apart. Harry grabbed Hermione's hand as they staggered and stumbled over stone and wood. No, no, no. Someone was shouting, no, Fred, no. And Percy was shaking his brother and Ron was kneeling beside them. 
and this is like this like haunts me. Fred's eyes stared without seeing the ghost of his last laugh still etched upon his face. Oh my gosh! Why wouldn't they do something like that in the movie? Right? Like, and then I do have a I did Mark Lupin thing too. Actually, um, <clears throat> hold on, let me see. I have to find out where it is. Okay. As Ginny and Hermione moved closer to the rest of the family, Harry had a clear view of the bodies lying next to Fred, Ramus and Tonks, pale and still and peaceful looking, apparently asleep beneath the dark, enchanted ceiling. And that's it. Jeez. That's it. And I was so pissed off when I read that because I was like, first of all, I was like, oh my God, they're just asleep. Thank God. Like, it'll be they're fine. They're out. Yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> I'm like, that makes sense. They had a big, long battle. They need to rest, whatever. And then later... They mentioned that that Lupin and Tonks had died, and I was like, "That was it. That's all I got for this character that you built up for for like books and books, and all I get is that they were apparently asleep." I was like, "I'm I'm still obviously very <sighs> pissed about it because this was it was like to me it's I think a good death scene can help you grieve over the loss of a character, you know, of course. right? Yeah. But like a scene where you don't really get any closure, or you don't see, like, you don't get to, um, like, because someone can describe someone dying as like in a in a beautiful like dark way, like kind of the way that they did with Fred or she did with Fred, but then just saying apparently asleep because that's what I thought was happening, and then I, t- I find out that they're not asleep, and I was like, oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> I like, yeah, I was like, "Give me your fucking typewriter." Not really, because I hate typewriters and they're very loud and, and obnoxious. Um, but like, give me your fucking typewriter, and I will write them a damn good death scene. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, "That actually is interesting." Because sometimes when I'm watching these movies, I watch them with like two views. My number one view is you cannot rely on the books if you're making a movie you have to make the movie as if this is the first time the story is being told otherwise it ends up being not great which i've noticed multiple times throughout the series that that that's what they seem to do or i think about well this is probably better in the book and that's a really big disappointment for the movie but it makes me feel like there's this rich world that is created in the books but the the Tonks and Lupin scene was just as unceremonious yeah as so disappointing so yeah that's crazy I mean like in my opinion the seventh is the worst written book okay I um I've only read it once and I didn't really like it Mm. when I read it I was kind of like oh okay um I was like I I understand that this is like this is the last book that you're writing in this series and you're probably really tired of writing Harry Potter but at the same time you have like you have millions upon probably billions of fans out there and you have to send them off with something that is going to be memorable and good you know and if you don't do that then what's the point what's the point of building this whole saga to write two characters that I love that are just apparently saving <laughs> i wonder if that was the plan the whole time or if she's just sort of flying by the seat of her pants like i, mean, I guess this time what, i'll like, have them die like it could have just been a couple extra pages joanne just a couple extra damn pages <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i i wondered if you were like disappointed by that too because oh, devastated. me from my perspective is not even cr- like does not even devastated devastated like just 
like I mean ripped apart like I was just like wow okay like I I wanted I just wanted a good death scene you know yeah I wanted something that was gonna be emotionally impactful that I was gonna be able to carry with like carry with me and like and I can't now and that's like and and as a fan as a huge fan um it's just like I it's it's like being in a relationship with someone and they ghost you you know like it's just like no i need that closure give me that fucking closure you know what i mean like i mean and i hope that people who do that that are in relationships and they go someone is a real shitty thing to do but also not writing a good death scene for a character that i love for years and years is also a really shitty thing to do joanne well then you you should be pissed (laughs) that dobby gets a better scene than well i liked dobby oh boy (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would not say that I love Dobby, but yes, I would happily trade a Dobby death scene for a good Lupin death scene. Like, cause I, I, I mean, I think he's, well, I'm like, I think he's less annoying in the books and I'm like, well, is that really true though? And it's like, "Mm, you know, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, I and that was it's just it's it's very upsetting and especially since how important Lupin was to James and to Sirius like it's like what like I also have an issue with the way that they killed off Voldemort. Not not the way they killed him off, but the way he died because it's different in the book. Oh. Yeah, you want me to just talk about it now since we're talking uh, well, about that scene. Well, you want to talk about how you felt about the movie or are we just diving in oh sure i guess i can say um i mean i loved it (laughs) i loved it (laughs) but surprise i um it's it's definitely not my favorite you know it's it's like fifth third sixth and then seventh are my fave so yeah order the phoenix prisoner of azkaban okay half blood and then uh deadly hollows part two part two yeah i mean i like i just consider them one i like them both but do you want to just talk about voldemort's death let's do it i guess yeah let's head head right into the the battle i do have to say that um i said out loud when my when we were watching the movie uh multiple times harry and voldemort were in like this like wand stalemate where the wands were just like meeting in the middle and nothing was happening and at one point i said this again like, I got really tired of it because the movie, like, one of the problems I have with the series as a whole is that magic just seems so arbitrary. Like, mm-hmm. there should be an infinite number of magic that you can do to get yourself safe in a situation, but they only did a few things. Like, right. And Mike was saying, like, oh, they have, like, laser shooting wands now. And I was like, yeah, that's weird. Like, now they can shoot lasers. And it, it seems like the magic, there's like a magic switch that just turns on and off when it's convenient. Like when they were in the room of requirement and Draco lit it on fire and they were running, I said, why can't they it just wasn't apparate? Draco was one of the guys. Oh, okay. One of, us goons. one of the guys. One of the guys. Uh, <laughs> I was like, why can't they just apparate out of the room? Why are they even running from it? Right. Because magic just doesn't work in some. And I, I thought what, what I really thought was cool, and we'll get back to that, was how Gringotts specifically said how magic doesn't work because it's a bank and there's like fail safes you know right so they explained it in that one little scene and i thought that was really cool but the rest of the time magic just seems like 
now it works now it doesn't oh now our wands like harry has a totally different wand but yet voldemort this supposedly powerful uh wizard can't get past the middle like they're playing like this infinite game of tug of war right and i don't know why and it in in some of the magic was just like now the magic is stronger now the magic is weaker now the magic is this and now the wands don't work and now and so that like starts to really bother me after a while because it, it feels like if if all these movies are like it's really dangerous magic is really dangerous it's almost like having the characters just wake up from a dream where it's just like, oh, well, now it's, it was a dream, so nothing actually happened. Well, like, magic, it, to me, I think magic is very similar, because you can just use it or not use it to advance the plot. And as a plot device, I think it's really dangerous, because it seems like J.K. Rowling and the filmmakers, maybe the filmmakers more than her, because I've never read the books, like, they didn't set the right parameters, I think. I think part of it's the filmmakers, and I have a perfect example of when they do that, when it's like arbitrary or not, is the uh, spell expelliarmus, because sometimes it throws people across the room. Sometimes it just makes their yeah. wand fly out of their hand. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, the whole point of expelliarmus is just for the wand to fly out of their hand. It is not meant for the person to fly across the room. But it seemed like in certain instances, like in um, the chamber of secrets when snape and lockhart were dueling that like it he flew across the room but then there's others where it's just like expelliarmus and it's just the one that just flies out and that that bugged me too because i was like this is really inconsistent and you can't have that inconsistency either they fly away every time or just the wand flies yep. out yeah. you know and it's yeah. like yeah, and like I, some moments I'm like, I know that there's a spell that could help them in this moment, but for some reason they're not using it. In other moments, it's like all of a sudden they can do certain spells. But I feel like there was only a handful of spells that they ever did. And I thought, is there, isn't there more magic than just the spells right. that they did in the movies? I it don't. seems, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, so Voldemort. So in the movie, he like disintegrates essentially, which, so, you know, it was just bugs me, you know. The thing is, Harry didn't actually <laughs> defeat him. It just that movie was happening, happening uh, congruent with uh, Avengers Endgame, and it was the Thanos. Snap. Oh, okay. okay. And they got Gosh. lucky. They got real lucky. They got lucky that majority of the people stayed in Hogwarts. The majority <laughs> of the Hogwarts people did not get snapped, but right. Voldemort did. Right. Right. That they got sense. lucky. Totally makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so, even though that whole thing happened in like the nineties, but whatever. This <laughs> is like. Because it happened in, like, the 90s. Because they're... I never saw a date in the movies. Oh, well. <laughs> You're just going to have to believe me then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wish that there was a weird date of them just, like, writing... 1996. 1996. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to read this. So, uh, so you know, Voldemort does the Avada Kedavra, whatever. And, and he... And, uh... uh Harry does Expelliarmus. I almost said Draco because I read Draco's wand. Anyway, the bang was like a cannon blast and the golden flames that erupted between them at the dead center of the circle that they had been treading marked the point where the spells collided. Harry saw Voldemort's green jet meet his own spell, saw the elder wand fly high, dark against the sunrise, spinning across the enchanted ceiling like the head of Nagini, uh, which I guess also that she, as it turns out, was just a snake instead of like a special thing that just evaporated. You'll 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 understand more when I read this. <clears throat> Spinning through the air toward the master, 
it would not kill and had who had come to take full possession of it at last and harry with the unerring skill of the seeker caught the wand in his free hand as voldemort fell backward arms splayed the slit pupils of his scarlet eyes rolling backwards tom riddle hit the floor with a mundane finality his body feeble and shrunken the white hands empty the snake-like face vacant and unknowing voldemort was killed was dead killed by his own rebounding curse and harry stood with his two wands in his hands staring down at his enemy's shell so so he never went to that weird limbo with dumbledore in the book he did he did oh. he did <laughs> but that's way earlier, earlier. okay the oh, reason right. i wanted that to earlier. read the reason i wanted to read that though is because at the end voldemort is just a man and that's it. Oh, wow. He's that's just powerful. a human. And that's, well, I know. No, but no, I like, I'm just, it yeah, is, no, that's interesting. Though, because, that's really interesting. Yeah, because they make him like, I mean, in the books and in the movies, he's built up as like such a powerful wizard, but he's really not. Not when all his horcruxes are destroyed. You Listen, know, not I when never thought he was powerful. <laughs> I know. Just to clarify. But what I'm saying is I that. Know, I know what you're you saying. Know, I'm just I mean, making a joke. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I, you can compare him with any other sort of genocidal leader like Hitler or, you know, um, Pol Pot or Stalin or or um, King Jong, you know, Young. Kim Jong Il. Like, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, yeah. Any other, you know, leader that has committed mass genocide and look at them and say, they're just a human being and at the end of the day they can die just like a human being can and so when they had him evaporate it was like no don't make this oh, mystical don't make this magical do not make this like <laughs> don't make this movie about magic magic do not make this magic movie about magic okay i'm really <laughs> actually i think you're making a really good point yeah and that's yeah. and that bothered because it would have been interesting that. to have him just have be like a dead body yeah, just like slump forward and yeah. he's like oh he's just you know you could kick him and go oh all right i mean uh, probably don't kick dead Harry, bodies but Harry isn't a so. sicko he doesn't beat up dead bodies <laughs> so no i think that that's a really yeah, interesting point like it's because it's like and I, I like that they say like it's a finality like that's it mm-hmm. he's dead he's just a human and that's all he's ever been and but the thing is like in the movie and i understand that it was more like theatrical but i think that's bullshit because it's like like have you ever seen corpse bride no okay. yes i have you have okay once when it first came out in theaters so it's almost like i didn't because okay. i barely remember okay it. well i love that movie it's uh, probably one of my favorite animated movies um i even though it has johnny depp in it and i have a lot of feelings towards johnny depp but um at the end emily the corpse bride she basically she died or she like finally goes to heaven or whatever and when she is going to heaven, her body, like, it, it, it basically, like, evaporates into this, like, cloud of butterflies. And it's really beautiful. And you're like, oh, this is perfect for her. It makes sense. I love it. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because I love it. That's what this felt like. And I didn't like that they made it so... It was almost like too whimsical mm-hmm. for what it was when Voldemort should not like he shouldn't be put in that category of whimsy because he's not a whimsical character, first of all. And um, again, as I've said many times, he's just human. So why are you giving him this cra- like this crazy like theatrical death when that's not what should have happened at all? And that and that bugged me a lot because it was just like, mm, that's mm, no, don't do that. You know, there's no reason to change it and and at the end of the day you 
like to know that these people who are, are tormenting, who are awful, terrible people who want to destroy people just because of their blood status status or whatever status, um, that they're just, that's all they, they, they're just the same as us. You know, they can die just as easily as we can. And, and having that, it, it just really bummed me out because it's like, that's not, this isn't it. You know, that's not the the message that we want to give to people. We want to show them that at the end of the day, he's just dead. He's just a corpse. He's yeah. just a body, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all he ever was. That's interesting. Yeah. So I obviously, I, <laughs> I have like maybe like six or seven different <laughs> little tags in my book where I wanted to talk <laughs> about different things. Cause there was a couple things where I was like, I was like, wait, did this happen the way that it happened in the book? So then I like would go through and I was like, I read like a whole chapter of like, I read a whole chapter. Uh, wow. <laughs> I know. Um, I read a, the chapter where, uh, where Harry looks into the pensieve and cause I want, but, and there was, it was mostly accurate. There was like maybe one or two things that were not totally accurate to it, but I definitely wanted to talk about that Voldemort thing and I wanted to mention it and read it because I felt like it was so essential, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. That would have been maybe more uh impactful impactful ending. Yeah. yeah just to have like his dead body laying there and yeah. Hagrid has to clean it up. <laughs> Poor <laughs> actually it would be Filch. Filch has to clean it he's up. The, he's like the janitor. Filch and his cat. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Norris, a married cat. <laughs> keep thinking about that every time every time mrs norris would come on the screen i'd be like i would think about what you were saying about how you're like is she a married cat <laughs> like yes apparently she is <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> love it. <laughs> oh, yeah man. i um i do think that it's it would have been an interesting lesson at the end to be like at the end of it all he was just a man even yeah. though he can come back to life and all that and like yeah but this is you know like this is the end end you know yeah and it's just it's just so frustrating it's this like especially since he's been this untouchable character for so long literally like yeah. he never does anything <laughs> I like you're like, listen, Voldemort's not that scary. He's not a good villain. I don't, I honestly, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to make a joke. I don't think he's that great or cool of a villain. I thought Bellatrix all the way was way cooler than him and, and scarier than him and more threatening than him. And she, she was crazy. And oh, yeah. he's not crazy. Yeah. He just, for some, like, he just, he's very, he seems very logical and he just hates Harry Potter but Bellatrix is like a psycho and I oh, think that she's time. a much better villain. And so it bothered me watching the movies. Cause I'm like, I don't think like everyone's like pissing their pants about Voldemort. And I didn't think he was, I don't, he's not special. He's not interesting to me. He's not a, a good villain in the movies. And if he's a better villain in the books, then I think that it's a serious Honestly, problem I don't know. that the movies did. <laughs> I, think I think so. the movies did a bad job making him seem like a villain because it's like, I do kind of have an argument against that. Sure, sure. It's well, it's not so much about him as much as it's about his minions. I think that's what makes him scary is because he has all these very extremely powerful and very rich people who um 
are at his disposal, his beck and call, are willing to do anything. I mean, the fucking, you know, Malfoys are willing to sacrifice their son in order to kill Dumbledore. Like, that's, it's like this level of, um, it's this level of like loyalty that I think is what makes him so terrifying is that there's all these, you know, like Bellatrix who's insane, like is clearly like probably has, I would guess, like, uh, uh, antisocial disorder or anti what is it anti it's like antisocial personality disorder which basically means you, if you have it a, a lot of people that are psychopaths have it like that are murdered like serial killers um and you know and, and so i think i think that is the argument it's not so much about him as much as it is about the people that he controls and that's what makes him so scary is because he has spies everywhere and you don't know who to trust and you don't know um like who is going to turn on you and go to him and be like voldy <laughs> harry potter hurt my finger <laughs> will you kill him please thanks um i don't know why i just did that it was fun. Um, <clears throat> I did like when Bellatrix was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, get off me, Bellatrix. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, and I'd be like, fine, Voldemort. Find somebody else to I, answer your back like, I would have been like, okay, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go kill Harry Potter myself, yeah. motherfucker, since you're Jeez. capable of it. And um, I know for a fact that once he's dead, you only have one horcrux left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just and Nagini's going to live forever, I think, as a horcrux is the point of that. But or, they, cut, they cut its head off. Well, I mean, live forever without external. Oh, yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, external, yeah. It's I like see. lobsters. So like Harry lobsters are immortal until they get killed by something external. They're immortal? Mm-hmm. So if I find a lobster, then in the ocean, like in the Mariana Trench... Oh, lobsters wouldn't be dumb. <laughs> I don't need your That's negative energy. I don't need that in my life. No. So, yeah, I find a lobster <laughs> in the Mariana Trench. You like held out one finger and you were like, shh. Yeah. And I was like, don't, don't touch my mouth. That's super weird. And you're like, <laughs> that I can say this lobster is probably untouched, but untouched by man. He would have, but he or she would have been there since the beginning of time. Mm hmm. And they're huge. They get really big. Oh, my gosh. That's what I read online. I mean, and, you know, you everything online is the truth. <laughs> as we know. I'm yeah. dating a French model. <laughs> Did you ever see that commercial? Oh, I don't know if I have. I think it's for, like, I think it's for, like, insurance or something. But uh, there's this girl, and she's talking to this guy, and she's like, she's like, um, oh, yeah, I read something on the internet. And he's like, yeah, I don't think that's true. And she goes, no, everything I, I, on the internet is true. And she goes, right now I'm dating a French model. And this guy walks up who's like this, just a slovenly kind of like mm-hmm. kind of gross looking greasy dude. And he goes, uh bonjour or whatever <laughs> no i don't think i've ever seen that and then she's like bye <laughs> she like walks off with like the french model like he's clearly like not like he's like overweight like he doesn't look like a model you know what i mean but um no i just no i haven't it's a, seen it's that. a funny commercial yeah, i'll look it up <laughs> no so okay i didn't know that about lobsters but so harry would have lived forever then I mean, I think that's essentially the idea. The living forever thing is confusing because at what age do they stop aging? Right. I don't know. I don't know. 18, maybe? I don't know either. <laughs> and that's why I asked you. I'm going to be eternally young and 18 he, years old. I wouldn't so, want to be eternally young and 18 years old. I feel like 
25 is like the optimum time to be like immortal because then you're like at your hottest point you know you're like 25 you're like you're a little bit older so you're not looking like you're super young you know like that i've thought about this a lot before if i ever if i ever decided to turn into a vampire by magic um (laughs) i would like to go back in time and be 25 when i do it thank you very much it's it's always good to have a plan thanks thanks (laughs) i also have another plan to become super rich oh i have to have a time machine in order to do it so it's probably not gonna happen but let me tell you well don't give anybody ideas (laughs) once time travel is invented i guess we'll know at the end of this yeah we will time travel is invented so yeah so um what i would do is i would buy a shit ton of pineapples and i would go to the 1700s (laughs) colonial england and i would sell them because they people were like nuts over pineapples i'd put it into a bank go forward in time and all that interest would build up and i'd be a multimillionaire. you'd put the pineapples into a bank no no i put the money into a bank oh Mm -hmm. so you would time travel with pineapples yes so you'd go to like meyer or maybe like a fresh fruit market that they sell whole pineapples and you think that the people in colonial England would spare no expense yes. to purchase all of your yep. pineapples for yep. mere $6,000 s- pineapple. That's what you would charge them? Mm-hmm. You know, they were usually, they, they're usually about 8000 in colonial England, but I would be 8, a little bit cheaper. in colonial money or 8000 in modern day money? In colonial money. So it'd be... 8000 in colonial money would be like a million dollars. Well, in that time it would be $8,000. No, I don't know. You know, like... You should have this straight before... (laughs) Whatever. Either way, it would work if I had a time machine. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, though. Like... Don't. 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 Okay. (laughs) That sounds like a good idea. Thank you. Thanks, all I want to hear. since I'm supporting you, I'll bankroll part of your journey so you can share your profits with me. cool. (laughs) All right. We'll go together. You can buy five pineapples and I'll give you a bunch of thousands of dollars. (laughs) If I actually... I would like to time travel, but where would you go? I don't. I, I think like medieval times, not the restaurant, like the actual time seems interesting <laughs> because so. in my head, I feel like Monty Python, like I feel like movies like first night make medieval times seem like desirable and, and clean and romantic. But I think movies like Monty Python are what medieval times are actually like Monty. Uh, sorry. The Holy Grail, the search for the Holy Grail. Mighty Python know, and the Holy Grail. I've seen yeah. this movie multiple times, but I don't actually like the accurate proper title. I've never called it by that. My, so Mighty Python and okay, the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably what the medieval times were actually like. Just like right, muddy so they had people and instead of horses doing the coconuts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they did that. And so I would like to go and see what the medieval times looked like. I would like to see what historical figures looked like in real life. Yes. Like, I would like to see... King Charles II of Spain. Yeah. Aren't you curious about what he looked like? Yeah, a little bit. Because they made him look more attractive I mean, in course. those paintings. Yeah, and he Marie still Antoinette, nasty. I would like to see what Versailles and all that was all about. Um, and, you know, just things like that, I think would be interesting. Yeah. I'd go to the Victorian age. Because yeah, why? I mean, why are you not surprised? <laughs> You're right. Because I'm obsessed with the Victorian age, and I would also go to the Italian Renaissance. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are the ones. Those yeah. are the big ones. I, I'd also like to see ancient Rome, though. I think that sure. would be really cool. I agree. Ancient yeah. like, or Pompeii. Yeah. I'd like to see Pompeii. Like, I don't want to stay there for a long time. No, I'm only talking about like a couple days. I'm like, put you know? me in a 
Put me in like a plastic bubble where yes, I can invisibly, exactly. invisibly just float through yeah, old periods of time. I want to be a fly on the wall. That's exactly yeah. what I want to be. Yeah. And then I just float around. Yeah. And when it's dinner time, I come back to 2022. Exactly. Have yeah. myself some dinner, watch some TV. Yeah. And Go then sleep in my bed. Sleep in my bed. And then the next day, maybe I'm hopping around in, you know, Japan in the 1300s. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. You know, I, that's that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. yeah. And then they put me to death because somebody sees me and they're like, witchcraft. <laughs> right. She's a witch. <laughs> Going back to like ancient or like not ancient, but um, uh, like the Salem witch yeah. trials would be interesting to see that's that too. Interesting. I be think like, I would want to be in the courtroom. Like the thing when, about the Salem you know, witch trials is that people don't change. So there's probably been innumerable Salem witch trials in the history of the world. They're just called something different. Oh, yeah, like the, for sure. the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, big time, you know? big time. Well, that was more Jewish people. It no, really I'm, magic, but... I'm not... No, that's not what I mean. I mean, the Salem witch trials is just a title given to something where oh, I got people you, I got you. mob up on other people. Right, right. Like the Spanish Inquisition. Like the Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition. Like, what do you know? Inquisition. So it's just, it's, just, it's happening even now in our day and age. Away, but the Inquisition's here and we're here to stay. <laughs> so I just think, I think like, hey, the more we change, the more we stay the same, I guess is what Sorry, I'm trying to say. I'm singing the song from part, History of the World Part 1. Hey, Torquemada, what do you say? Oh, wait, what is it? No. Oh, you're so excited! No, there's there's a line. There's a line that's like, it's like what's a something, and it's like, it's like what you wanted to do, but you do anyway. <laughs> so, like, I can't remember the line. Damn it! Anyway, that's a funny movie. If anyone wants to check that out, History of the World Part One, Mel Brooks film. It's funny. It's pretty dry, but you know, well, I Madeline Kahn's in it, who I just love. And uh, there's a scene where she plays Queen. I think I've told you about it. She plays Queen Nympho. Oh, yes, you have. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's like these guys carrying her through the streets, like on this like platform, you know, and she's like, she's like, would you step at the same step at the same time? My tits are falling off. (laughs) She's just so funny. It was like, I think everything I've seen her and I'm just like, she's so she was so hilarious. Like, I loved her in Clue. Like men, husbands should be like Kleenex, soft but disposable. <laughs> anyway, she's great. So let's go back to Harry Potter. So I wanted to talk about something that I didn't get, and I it kind of bugged me, and it made no sense. And um, so at the beginning of the movie, they make a big deal out of talking to the guy from Ollivander is his name Ollivander? Yeah. They talk to him and he's like, be careful with this wand that belonged to Bellatrix Lestrange. He makes a big deal out of it. And then they drink the Polyjuice Potion. Hermione looks like Bellatrix. They walk into... I want to talk about Helena Bonham's performance as... as it's very good. It's she's She actually like watched Emma Watson like playing Hermione so she could get down her like... She's so good though. Like I almost forget that that's not she's Helena electric. Bonham Carter. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, that's definitely Emma Watson in a Helena Bonham Carter suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's why she'd be a better villain because she's just like... She's very thing. talented. She's a great actress. She did she a great awesome. job in yeah. this movie, and I agree. I agree. Like she did a good job looking like Bellatrix, but acting like Hermione. Yeah, she's and really good. So they walk in, and they get to the head goblin or whatever, mm-hmm. and the goblin's like, you know, like they're very like mistrustful. 
of the situation and right. what's his name the grip hook grip hook is like i think they know and so you're sitting there like oh my gosh what's gonna happen and they say could we see your wand this bothered me too and i was like did the person who made this movie never make a movie before because you've just in a prior scene set up that they have her wand why that's actually on my notes why didn't they show the wand that's so stupid i said why didn't hermione just present bellatrix's wand at gringotts they had it in their possession they made a big deal yeah i don't understand why then dude i i don't know if that's the way it is in the book but that pissed me off because i was like I was like, "What this?" So Chekhov's guns just goes right out the window. Then. It doesn't make any sense. Like I'm like, you literally. They could have just shown <laughs> like, Draco's wand if they weren't ever going to do anything with yeah. Bellatrix's wand. I know it was like the only reason that they showed it was because maybe like I don't even remember if it was part of the book, but I'm assuming it was like part of the book. But then, yeah, I don't under yeah like to me that's like it's insane. Like I I'm, <clears throat> I'm like you have. The most perfect opportunity to be like, oh, you want to see my wand? Perfect. Not a problem. All Harry could have done is if he had it in his possession, which he shouldn't have. Hermione should have had she it. She should have made had sense. It. Yeah. She, she, she went through the trouble of making it in the her potion. Hand. Yeah. Like, yeah. He could have just I know. slipped it in her hand. Like, and, and you'd think that Hermione, the clearly smartest of the three, would have been like, hey, Harry, maybe it's a good idea if I keep Bellatrix's wand because I'm playing her. But also, it doesn't make any sense. Either of the boys could have been Bellatrix too and made her like way less nervous looking. Cause I don't, cause Hermione was so like, <laughs> oh my God. I, you know, and I was just like, I'm like, Hermione, you need to walk in there like you fucking own the place. Well, nothing about that scene really made sense because it was all building up to them getting discovered. Right. So the whole thing was just like a vehicle for getting them discovered, which is bothersome because, like you said, Hermione knows that, like, they all know the job. Right. So why can't she perform it? Yeah, like, I they, they use magic daily, except that's another thing where it's like magic is so dangerous because the magic doesn't help them enough. Right. And I don't understand why. So, yeah, I agree with you. Like, if they thought they could do it better, they could have been Bellatrix. But why? Like, when they were watching the dailies at the end of the shooting, didn't they say, like, wait a second, we know that they have the wand, so why don't we have them present the wand? And then somebody else was probably like, but they get discovered, so what's the point? And they were like, oh, yeah, you're right. They, Yeah, no no big deal. Right. It's so silly. And, and, and I, I think, like, that's the smallest, tiniest detail that is so easy to remedy because they have her wand. I know. I know. The real one, too. They didn't even have to make a fake one. I know. I know. I know. I know. I totally agree. Like I, I I'm really angry because I, was, I think I it's was so really bad. Angry. I was really angry at that part too because I was like, I was like, you literally just fucking showed this fucking stupid fucking wand. Why aren't you fucking showing it? It would have made more sense. It would have made more sense if in the scene right before that they were like, listen, I want to bury Bella's wand next to Dobby because that was just as stupid that would have been just as stupid as what actually happened right. or like threw it in the ocean or yeah. anything or like broke anything. it like he broke the elder wand right you know like I, so I don't get it but it was it was so silly. I, but anyway, uh, I thought Gringotts was really cool. Like yeah. when they go into the like caverns and how like the bank vaults are like on different levels and stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I liked that. Like I said earlier, you couldn't do magic. Like magic doesn't work in there, and that makes so much sense. Yeah. Um. But like, how did the how did the uh like 
mine car know that they weren't who they said they were it was i i think it wasn't the mine car i think it goes through the oh the waterfall the waterfall oh, okay. yeah yeah um which and that's is, a really cool concept I right think. yeah the thieves waterfall i mm-hmm. think it's called um because that wears off all enchantments um because then because then the the guy that the head uh goblin was like enchanted but then his enchantment wore off until they did it again which seems like seems to me like maybe gringotts as oh well i guess that really wouldn't i was gonna say as a whole should maybe not have in like the ability to use magic in there but yeah why did the enchantment work a second time when they were in the vault that doesn't make sense yeah i don't as you said, magic is very arbitrary in the yeah. world of Harry Potter. It's, 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 it's no, I, I agree. There, there needs to be some consistency and the inconsistency of having Bella tr- Bella's wand and then like not showing it is just like, what? Why wouldn't you show that? <laughs> that drove me insane. I was like, I was like, y'all are smart people. I know you guys are, or at least one of you is. But maybe not. <laughs> like now, after this whole thing happened, mm-hmm. Hermione, I'm looking at you, girl. Um, it's just like, also in why? a magic in a magic world, like you shouldn't even need a bank vault, like because there's magic. But also, they had like charms on them, and they would just reproduce, right? And I was like, why doesn't she just use that? Like, why would you ever have a limited? Why would you ever limit yourself? Like, why would you only put it on if a thief came in? If a thief right. came in. Like, that would be a great magic trick to just be able to, like, multiply gold. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it multiplies it as you touch it, but I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that would be awesome. Right. Why wouldn't she have done that in the first place just to fill it with gold? That's a good question. Or is it not real gold when it multiplies? I don't think it's real gold. They never say that. No, they don't. But, but I, I think you kind of assume that it's... And then I thought it was strange that... Um, all of these cups were what was multiplying and then what he had to get was a cup. So I was like, oh, are they going to get the right cup? I don't know. And I thought it was... He did. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so I thought the it goblet was... Goblet of Gryffindor thing? Yeah. I don't know. What, no, the Sword of Gryffindor is the one that is the, the Oh, thing. yeah. The goblet is... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> don't remember. But, so, yeah. So, and then they rode the, the dragon out and the dragon just like destroyed all kinds of buildings yeah but that poor dragon i felt so, like the whole thing with um like the sound and like it expecting pain like first of all that's a really fucked up pavlovian way of like keeping a, a dragon restrained i mean it works but also at the same time like it i wasn't and i can't really remember the reason why there was a dragon in there other than it was a use for them to escape you know because i thought in my head i thought it was like a security dragon yeah i guess i guess so but like he just barbecues right things right yeah (laughs) like uh like the guy like the main goblin yeah i know like when the dragon blew like a like a plume of fire at it i was like oh he real dead yeah he's crispy (laughs) What did you... So, I have a question. What did you... Actually, I have a couple questions. Okay, first, Dumbledore. No. I don't want to talk about him first. (laughs) I want to talk about him next. What did you think of Draco's paradigm shift? Or his kind of, like, his character arc, I guess. Mm. 
I guess it wasn't totally unexpected. He didn't mm-hmm. really do anything too crazy. No, but I don't know. I think he had I think he had a decent character arc for what he was, you know. He oh, did gosh. end up like sending a kid his kids to Hogwarts, I guess, right? Yeah. So yeah. Is that me? I think it's the chair. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I honestly like I'm struggling to remember like what he even did. I know that Harry rescued him from the burning room of requirement, but after that I I think it's more that he didn't have the gall to kill Dumbledore, you know? And I I just I thought that Snape rescued him from killing Dumbledore. He did, but there's a they say in like the seventh one, the first part that he was hesitating and he was like he was like lowering his wand so he wasn't gonna kill him. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Um I think that I kind of feel for Draco actually. Um I mean I don't like I don't really I wouldn't I empathize with him be- as a person, as a human being, because he is kind of like in an impossible situation where he's stuck in between whatever low morals he has and the fact that his family are death eaters or at least his dad is and that actually leads me to another question (laughs) and i will ask after this but um i I think that i really liked seeing him in the half-blood prince and seeing him like melt down and have like a very human reaction to what he was supposed to do and, and seeing him cry and stuff because I think that is what made me really empathize with him because I was like at the end of the day he is just a kid you know he's 16 in that movie that's that's so young you know you're you you might think that you know everything because at that age you're kind of like full of like you know um like fire and brimstone or whatever what's that term you know what i'm talking about your fire like piss of, and vinegar yeah piss and vinegar that's it <laughs> fire <and> brimstone. <laughs> well in his case he's full of sure. fire and yeah you're yeah you're full of piss and vinegar and you're just like i can take on the world but then as you grow up you're kind of like well maybe i can't um but i i just really i empathize with him a lot as a character and in that in that aspect just because i think it's i think he just has a path that's chosen for him and it's not necessarily the path that he would have chose for himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really difficult decision to make to murder someone, <laughs> you know? I mean, really, like, but... Well, I do like, I mean, I guess I don't... It didn't resonate with me as much as your, what you're saying right now is resonating with me and I'm wondering if, like, it just wasn't as powerfully done in the movies to stick out to me but i i always kind of saw him as like a coward mm-hmm. more than somebody that i should feel pity for but i did like that he was not able to sort of follow through killing dumbledore because at the end of the day he still he likes dumbledore he respects dumbledore right. and like you just said which i think is a really wise and smart thing to say about him is that he sort of like put down this road that he has no choice over right and i think that that is an interesting story but i didn't i guess i didn't really pull that from his story so that is interesting yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think this is why we have that back and forth because you know i point out things that you don't notice and vice versa Mm -hmm. so my next question is actually kind of related to this do you think narcissa 
would have chosen the path of a Death Eater if her husband and her sister were not Death Eaters. Doesn't seem like it. I don't think so either. I mean, she lied to Voldemort when she thought Harry, when she said Harry was dead. Right. Because, am I understanding this correctly? She must have known that the wand, the wand's rightful owner was Draco. And so when she leaned over him, she said, like, Draco's alive because Harry wasn't dead yet. Right. Because if Harry was dead and Draco was dead, then then Voldemort wouldn't have had problems with the wand. Right. And so she defies Voldemort and says, he's dead. And I and she's, you know, I think she is just like Draco, where she's put down a road that she wouldn't have chosen for herself yeah. either. Yeah. And, uh, and then you see the three of them walking away when everything is said and done. Yeah, well, she's, it seems to me... Like it, and if I was gonna write, if I was gonna write my own epilogue, which I wouldn't have wrote the one that she wrote, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of, I, I really hate that epilogue. Um, I would have guessed that Narcissa and Lucius' relationship would have not lasted much longer after that. I would have guessed that they would have gotten like a separation or a divorce or whatever the magical equivalent of that is you know because yeah how long do you stand by your man when he's like right uniting with the like an evil villain right well and and lucius is so i like the way lucius looks like the way that he's looking more and more like like raggedy and and and, you know like emotionally like he looks terrified all the time Mm -hmm. you know especially when he comes off as being so arrogant and so full of himself in the beginning and then as time goes on you're like this guy is like he is at one of his lowest points that he's ever going to be at you know and then seeing his wife like his wife didn't even wait for him she just started walking away with her son and I don't really blame her honestly like especially if you're you know she went to Snape to make sure that um, her son wasn't going to die and she was she's clearly just like I think she's really just in it to protect her child you know well, that's, that's, I think, was her pure motivation for going to Snape's house. Yeah. Like she, oh, totally. I don't think she cared if Dumbledore lived or died. More so, she wanted to make sure that no matter what happened, her son was going to be protected. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I think that that is sort of, it is interesting how Lucius was getting more and more unkempt and ragged looking, like you said, because. I think that the like maybe at the beginning for them from their perspective I would guess from the beginning at the beginning they thought that they had it in the bag and they could win it's just a boy it's just, right. you know it's just Harry Potter we can we can defeat him we're death eaters we've got Voldemort and then the more they saw how inept Voldemort is <laughs> the more yeah you might actually be they spot thought, on about like, that you know what we might have hung our hat on the wrong peg here right. and now we can't change alliances because we'll die right but if we stay with him we might die as well yeah and only Bellatrix who was insane wasn't afraid of that right. everyone else seemed very uneasy like nobody was seemed really sure if they should be loyal to Voldemort or not well and the thing is I think that it, it's it doesn't help that you know like they see Voldemort collapse or fall over or whatever when the one of the Horcruxes is destroyed and then there's that one guy that's like my lord and he's like shut the fuck up and he like kills him you know <laughs> I was like 
what where's the loyalty here well, you could get yeah. killed at any moment by this guy that you're following blindly and and at that point it's like why why should i be loyal to you if i'm constantly afraid that you might kill me exactly you know and well i think it, that there was that fear for sure like yeah, if we yeah. make him mad he'll just kill us yeah because he's just like shut up <laughs> yeah he didn't say shut up but he you know he was he just instantly like used that killing Zapped curse him. on that guy yeah. and i was like and I, I was watching the movie and i was like what did he do what what did he do <laughs> you know? i was like did he deserve that probably but still what did he do <laughs> you know? yeah i yeah well here's another thing like there is there only one curse that kills people because i i think that's a little strange as well i know that that's like a forbidden curse but they were going into battle yeah isn't there other curses that would kill i don't know yeah i don't I, think that the, I mean i think like, the magic is such like so short-sighted right. in this movie i would like them to explore the gamut of magic to be right. like listen this is the killing curse because it kills you flat there's no way to come back from it right. but there are other curses that kill and that's they're not forbidden because they're you know yeah i mean it's because if there's magic for like if you well, think of magic molly kills bella that's what, that's without yeah without so if, using the killing curse if magic is like a, a a yardstick okay and like one end of the yardstick is the killing curse mm-hmm. and one end of the yardstick is i don't know like a life like a life it's a curse sounds weird but you know like a magic trick that gives life okay 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 well the whole stick isn't life-giving up until the very end where the killing right. curse is like there's centimeters m- numerable centimeters up to the killing curse right and then i would think that they would do something very similar like yeah i think so too does that I, make, I feel yeah. like that analogy in my head makes sense but i don't know i think that so there's the three curses there's the three like uh, um the really like yeah the torture one the killing one yeah so cruciatus um the death curse and then the harry potter film series (laughs) what's the third third one one. (laughs) i don't know i can't remember anyway um anyway so i would i would imagine yes that there are many other curses that could probably kill someone i think that um because again, like you can, you see, you saw Molly kill Bella, and um, and she clearly didn't use the curse because the there's it's always a green light when they yeah. use the curse. Well, and she didn't yeah. say the, the right. She you didn't know. say the word. So I I thought it was weird that nobody helped her. Like her family was just standing there, being like, "You got this." And I thought, and Mike even said, "Like, is everyone Not just standing daughter, around?" Bitch. I think that I think that I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed. To, I think it's supposed to be a moment between them, and we're yeah. supposed to be like, yeah. But it it was really weird that she would pick a fight in a big room and nobody else would help her, right? And I I thought that that was kind of stupid because it would have been so easy for maybe them to meet like in a hallway alone, right? Well, or maybe she like Mrs. Weasley comes up on her trying to kill Ginny, right? And nobody else is there because. Her husband was just like, no, nah, you, you're good. I'll be here. Arthur. Yeah. And I thought that, you that got was kind of weird. Yeah. So. Babe, you got, babe, you got this, babe. babe. I believe in you. Babe. <laughs> babe. 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 Um, so I've been watching the Windsors lately. Oh, <laughs> I'm rewatching geez. it. And I, because I didn't know about the whole Prince Andrew thing until obviously like recently with the, the Virginia Jufre case and everything like that. And I, I'm, are you 
Are you familiar with that? I know that he was like an Epstein boy, but I don't yeah, he know. He was definitely an Epstein boy. Um, Virginia Jufre was one of his victims. Basically, his main victim that came up and was like, this guy assaulted me a bunch of times, whatever. Anyway, not whatever. It's, it's very... Anyway, they basically... Um, the case is it, like it's done and he's settled. He's not going to prison or anything. But I think the reason, and this really ticked me off because honestly, this guy deserves to be humiliated because he has he had repeatedly raped a young woman that was underage and as you know is anyway so they were what they were planning on doing was they were going to um interrogate him during the court and all this like sexual history was going to come up her uh but because he has all these powerful connections like the queen basically they were like we're gonna just settle she's gonna get a bunch of money like 12 million dollars or something and um because it was like this big party that was coming out for the queen I'm, i can't remember like the golden centennial i can't remember what it's called anyway it was like a huge party it was a big deal is she one of, he's the queen is his mother right yeah yeah okay. he's one of the, uh, he's a brother or a son <laughs> he's a brother he's a brother um it's a typical royal family all that intermarrying yeah. he's her brother slash son <laughs> yes pretty much so uh, which is impossible but you know, whatever anyway um well, no not if you have sex with your dad Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm like, wait, you're, yeah. Right. You're right. I'm thinking like you had to go back in time. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so in the show, they like, I did not, like, I didn't know who he was when I had initially watched it. So watching it again was really interesting to see him because he's like a huge pervert the way that they play him oh, in, wow. the, in the show. Like, like he hires Harry to, um, to be to dress up like as a woman and like seduce some guy and like they're like hanging out and he's like oh call me dirty andy <laughs> like i was just watching this show and i was like man they really put a nasty light on prince andrew but i appreciated the hell out of that because i was like he is nasty you're right but um I don't know. I just had to. I just mentioned that because I thought it was just funny, but I <laughs> don't remember what it was relevant to. But anyway, I mean, it's British, so it's like all like sure, in a clump and a giant, yeah, United Kingdomy thingy. Anyway, David Beckham's left foot, David Beckham's right foot, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. Oh, the chubby one. She's got huge thighs. <laughs> what do we call oh, her chubby? chubby. <laughs> uh, I saw a tweet recently that was like, "What's the best?" What's the most iconic movie quote? And I almost put, I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> Love it. That's how we both discovered that we were into movies. That is. It was all yeah. thanks to Love Actually. Yes. So I have a question okay. um, that, I, that kind of really bothered me. So Harry comes back to Hogwarts and McGonagall stands up to Snape. Which was sends him, beautiful. Sends him right through a window. And uh, and then... I she, got very emotional during that scene. Like, when all the people were, like, gathering around to protect him. I was like, I was like, okay. who here it comes. who here come the tears. <laughs> Big time. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I didn't actually cry, but I was damn close. You're close. I was damn You're close. You're feeling it. I could feel like, you know, when you get the, like, res- like the yeah. constriction in your throat, I could start feeling that. Like, I was feeling it, like, bubble up, but... It never actually happened, but yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? No, um, I didn't understand why she's like, 
all the Slytherin kids go to the dungeon. I actually wrote that What's down that? too. What is that? Like, <laughs> and then everybody cheered. So everyone in the school hates the Slytherin kids, and all the Slytherin kids were just like, "Yeah, we'll go to the dungeon. No big deal." And they all just went. Yeah. None of them were like, "Wait, why?" I know that. And <laughs> I wrote down, "Not really fair to blame the entire Slytherin house, though." Right. Well. <laughs> Yeah, and and all the kids were just like, yeah, that's fair. We should go. And the other kids were cheering. So all of your classmates are like, yes, send these kids Fuck to the dungeon. The Slytherin assholes. And then, <laughs> and then, like for the rest of the movie, I'm like, did they just spend the whole battle in the dungeon? What happened? And then, I guess that's so. That? I yeah. But why would Hogwarts? Like Hogwarts is self aware enough to send the kids from the group that produces evil wizards to the dungeon but not self-aware enough to not teach them ever they just now all of a sudden like Voldemort's back so we gotta crack down on this because sending them to the dungeon implies that Slytherin is more evil like because I feel like people are very quick like Harry Potter fans you've done this before where you're like well it's just the the team most likely to produce any but it's like (laughs) no McGonagall told me very firmly that every student in Slytherin was supposed to go to the dungeon. So it sounds like it's not most likely. It sounds like definitely going to be evil. Which does not jive with the rest of the movie. Because obviously Snape has this redemptive arc. So he's not evil. And there's got to be other Slytherins that are not evil. Otherwise, there'd be a new villain every day. Like, just because Pansy Parkinson's a little bitch doesn't mean that everyone else is. Like... (laughs) You know, like I know when she she was like, get him. Go. I was like, Pansy, you're capable. Go. Why don't you go and get him and see how that works out for you? I'd love to see that. You are a little girl and you're going to go. Oh, there's the, the robot. robot. <laughs> he was sitting and waiting and staring. Hey, that's what he does now. He oh, just geez. sits and he waits and he stares at He's the robot. Starving. I know. <laughs> He's like, I am starving. Even though I get fed a perfect amount four times a day. He's it's just not enough for him. I get fed a perfect amount four times a day, too. And I'm always hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> just a giddy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I thought that that was really weird. And I don't uh, like how do you go to school with kids after that when they're cheered for you to go to the dungeon? Also, Hogwarts has a dungeon. Yeah, that's where the Slytherin, oh, that's where the troll that's where was. The Slytherin house is. The Slytherin house is in the dungeons. It's in the dungeon. It's in the dungeons. Well, yeah, what, multiple dungeons. Uh, what was I thinking? Like, why that seemed okay? I'm not speaking in full senses because now I'm frustrated. Because so she was sending them to their rooms. <laughs> yes. Not to jail. No, no, she was sending them to their room, the oh, common room. Oh, jeez. That's just as stupid as sending them to jail. <laughs> Why yeah. would she say it like that? Because, because it's where the, the because that's what the Harry Potter they already know. They already, people like yeah, me, people, people that are fans already know that the Slytherins belong in the dungeons because that's, that's where their common room is in, that's the, a, in the rooms. That's not good. That movie was see these movies are not made for people like me. They're not made for people who have not read the books, and that's they're they're very much fan service. And uh, I mean, you know, nothing's stopping you from reading the books. I can tell you what's stopping me from reading the books. <laughs> I'm looking at one right now, and it's like a Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> the seventh one is, yeah, let's see. You want to see how long it is? It is. Like pages. Filling up the. 759 pages. Jeez. Yeah. Why didn't she go to the 760? Ran out of ideas, she did. She could have had less, but she had to write that stupid epilogue. (laughs) 
So I also wanted to talk before we get to because I have other things to talk about before we get to. Oh, the I have, yeah, I have a lot. Yeah. I so um, I thought Ron and Hermione's kiss was very disappointing, and even Mike, which surprised me, Mike said like explained how it could be better. Where like they look, they meet, they make eye contact, and they decide like, oh hey, we've never okay, let's kiss. Right. But instead, it was just like we destroyed a Horcrux. We almost got wiped away, like in a Hawaiian punch style wave. Let's just kiss really fast, and then all of a sudden, that's that. Right, right. Like they didn't, there was no build up or romance. No, the thing is that I think a lot of people have issues with their chemistry as actors because Daniel Radcliffe has better chemistry with Emma Watson than Rupert Grint does, and that's you know, and that's a. That's a problem. And even, I guess, even Ro- uh, uh, Joanne had wrote that <laughs> she wishes that she had written I Harry and Hermione together. Why would she? Well, I saw that. And it's weird because she wrote the books. So I don't know why she has this like regret. But at the same time, I would have almost rather seen Ron end up with his own sister. Terry <laughs> 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 and Ginny together. I yeah. no, I don't mean keep, that. That's, a, that's a really bad gross joke. I really don't mean that. I, as soon as I said it, I was like, that's disgusting. You just take that right back. Can you just eat those words? No, you can't. All right. It's already said. <laughs> I think that the problem is it's a director's job to coax a performance out of an actor or actress. Yeah. And yeah, they don't have chemistry, but the source material makes them have chemistry. You made this casting decision when they were children, so you would have no idea what they're going to be like as older children. Right. You got to work with it and you've got to give them moments together. And I think that goes a long way. Like the reason one of the reasons I want Harry and Luna together is just because they interact so well, much and they more. have great chemistry sure like, they do every scene that they have like like Ginny is you know or not Ginny sorry Luna is um you know expressing like empathy or or, or um you know like kind of like a kinsmanship or kinship towards Harry and like reaching and like touching his hand and she's helping him out yeah and, and yeah. like and and you know and she's like very she's very sweet but she's also like a very like headstrong person like when harry's running to go and find the diadem she's like you better listen to me right now yeah you know exactly. like exactly and, and and i if love I was that Ginny, i'd be like step off luna <laughs> push her down the stairs yeah like, <laughs> like and and luna's like listen to me right now and she had vital information for him you know and it was like and especially you know and luna's kind of just really like a very um uh just like a what is it eccentric character you know and she's friends with the ghost and i love that yeah. about her I thought because that was cute when the ghost was like luna's nicer yeah. than the rest of them yeah, yeah. like and, and it was played by um what's her name mary mcdonald i think or something no that's not her name is that her name mary. i thought she had more of an irish sounding name but i've never tried to yeah i think i'm gonna look her up like, she's I, in train spotting i know that yeah she was in uh brave which is Kelly McDonald. Ke- oh, okay. I'm going to cut out nice. me saying an Irish. I thought she had a... She is Irish, though, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kelly. I, I I knew there was like an M in her name, but I was I don't know. I was thinking mm. Mary McDonald. I must have... I think I just recently read something, and there was a name Mary McDonald in there, and I think I just convoluted the two. But yeah. anyway, yeah, Kelly McDonald. So yeah. And I like her. I think she's great. I like, I like her a lot as an actress, and I think she did great as the gray lady. You know, Helena... Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, 
it's just i I, think i can see why you're just i don't i i wasn't terribly disappointed in in ron and hermione's kiss but i can definitely understand why you are for sure like one thousand percent i think if you like if you're staring up to an if you're staring at an uphill battle and you're like these two characters fall in love in the book we haven't been doing that the right kind of service just write a few more scenes of them together yeah. throughout the the whatever movies you have left and write like write Ginny into some scenes like Ginny could have been going with Harry to look for the diadem and Luna could have stopped them both but Ginny was just not, like if my boy if Mike never wanted me around why would I want to be around him yeah I know like I know. Harry and Ginny never want to be around each other I know well yeah and you make a perfect point uh, like when they went from Aberforth's house to Hogwarts that um you're right she like if I had been her if I had been her shoes and I had saw my boyfriend after like they're gone for like six months I would have ran towards him and hugged him with like and I would have been like no I'm not letting you go no you cannot leave my sight you are here with me now we're gonna be in this together you know like I'd be like no you know and and you're right she's always just like oh hey Harry like and you know what if they weren't dating fine that's great I have no problem with them interacting like that but if you're like if you're telling me that later they're gonna do like the you know the wing wing bing bang (laughs) well if (laughs) and produce some children it's all well and good that if if they were going to end up together at the end of the series, that's totally fine. But they made a point of making multiple scenes, like a whole half a movie of him like pining over her and then them kissing a couple times. So they had something going on. In, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> they had something going on in the present that the movie took place in. Right. So it's not like, oh, surprise, these two end up together. You never would have guessed it. It's like, you know that they like each other. There's something between them but there's that's they never they're never interacting and they're never acting like that and so and i think everything is more heightened when you're a teenager so why wouldn't she why wouldn't they be more emotional towards each other right it's just it it's really bad movie making i think it's It's, just it's pretty bad and if you know that everybody likes luna the harry and luna scenes then you have to do your due diligence and make the other storylines as compelling compelling yeah. yeah for sure it's e- i it's, totally agree it's not easy like obviously if it's easy everyone could do it and there wouldn't be bad movies but what's easy is just putting her in more places with him right you know we don't yeah. have to see them like it you know like there doesn't have to be like this painfully awkward scene like in armageddon where you know ben affleck is cr- like using animal crackers <laughs> to walk on Liv I, Tyler's. that's like the only thing i've seen and i was like i don't like, i don't think i want to yeah, see the rest like, of this you don't yeah, have I was to like do really weirded out. I was like, you don't have to cute. do things like that to be like, look at these two; they're in love. You just have to have them around each other and supporting right. each other. Him and her holding hands a couple times would have gone a long way. Oh yeah, you know? even like her reaching over and like touching his yeah. hand or grabbing his hand. Like it's like yeah, you don't need intense intimacy in order to show. like a relationship building between two characters yes and i totally agree with you it's like and yeah obviously you know chemistry plays a part in it but like what you said that's not like they can help it because they were kids when they were cast right and and you don't know what kind of chemistry that they're going to have together as adults um just because they're not at that stage yet emotionally and physically and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. so uh it, it does make it hard but i've never ever and i've said this a million times and i'll say it again but i never liked harry and jenny together in the books in the movies 
at all. I always thought it was a weird, weird coupling, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I, like, like, and if Harry didn't end up with Luna, I would have wanted Neville to end up with Luna. Yeah, I thought, that but I, they didn't. Oh, because he, he marries Hannah Baker. Oh, I don't know she's, who she is. But at the end, when Luna sort like of sits N- next to him, she's an NPC. Oh. <laughs> When Luna sits next to Neville, I was like, "Oh, that that'd be cute." I mm-hmm. wonder if they end up together. But no, no. They don't. Neville saves the day. Neville's I'm as I've said before. Neville is a beautiful, wonderful human being. He is. <laughs> he is a, a great sweet angel baby. He is I a love sweet him. little angel With all baby. Of my heart and soul. And yes, mind. <laughs> I do. I love Neville. No, I, think I thought it was pretty cool that he's, he he's and that's why he's in Gryffindor because he's a very brave and courageous, you know, yeah. young man. Like and and. I love Neville. I think Neville is a fantastic character. I do like how he sort of comes up the ranks as sort of like, you kind of, you know, he's kind of seems kind of doofusy, yeah. but he knows what's up. There's a character. Um, oh, wait, wait. I want to say one thing before you go uh, about Neville. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it came across in the movies, but the room of requirement. So like, so Neville was the one to like basically set it all up, and it, and they oh, said in really? the in the book that if as long as someone stays in the room, the room of requirement will still stay there. So that's how they've been all able to like hide in there and everything. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, and no one can figure it out because it's the room of requirement. So. Yeah, isn't that hmm. interesting? I thought that was kind of cool. That, that's it. That's oh, the whole thing. Yeah, no, that's cool. Oh, also, did you notice who Aberforth was? The actor? Did you recognize Aberforth? Aberforth is Dumbledore's brother. Oh yeah, William Hurt. John no, Hurt. no, no, it's Kieran Hines. Oh really? <laughs> I was totally wrong. Also, I had no idea that's how you pronounce his name until I looked it up. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was Kieran. Yeah, <laughs> and I looked it up and it's Kieran. Kieran Culkin. Because he's Kieran he's he's Irish, and all the Irish have very strange ways of pronouncing their names. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's Kieran Hines. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I thought I recognized I like somebody else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, William Hurt's not British. Oh, and they don't. Yeah. they only cast British people. Well, I think like they? UK people probably in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about Snape a little bit. Okay, and I knew that they were cooking up something. Oh, yeah. I had an inkling. I had a suspicion that Snape, Snape can't be just turning evil. And so I like it was so hard for me not to I, talk about I, it I because it you were be. like you were like something about Snape, and I'd be like. Mm. <laughs> so and I I was kind of it was kind of sad that his redemption arc happened after he died mm-hmm. and you know that was a little bit disappointing but I understand it but um I liked that the pensieve told us that Dumbledore was going to die anyway because he was trying to destroy the ring. That was hard not to tell you that either because I yeah I almost spoiled several things for you many times and I had to be like don't 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 say that <laughs> yeah so um i thought that was interesting that him and and S- dumbledore snape and dumbledore cooked up this plot um i don't really understand uh if i really dig down and just start going off the rails like a true fan person probably I, I would did pull that up in the books so i don't on. understand why lily would marry such an asshole <laughs> because they paint they paint him as same here dude. as so nice and like her and snape have this like long history together and wouldn't that turn you off like i feel like i feel like if i was if i was dating someone and they were just continually cruel to somebody this specific person 
that I would be like, I can't be especially okay. Like, I actually do have an answer for you so on that. Let's say so. Let's say I'm dating somebody, and I have a close friend. So let's say I'm dating George, and I have a close friend who I've known since I was a child, who I have like lots of warm friendship feelings for, named Tom. Okay, in George. Interesting. They use the name Tom and George. Well, they're from the book. I just there's the first name. I was just trying to think of like old fashioned names, but um, if if I was dating George and he was constantly just like bullying or being mean to Tom, it, I may not have feelings for Tom, and that's okay. That's not the point. You don't have to date Tom, but why would I still date George? So, um, they were not dating in Hogwarts. They, I think, they started dating after they like. I think that. I would, and I mean, my best guess, and from what I remember in the books, is that uh, James did a lot of growing up during that time, and after Hogwarts is when they met, because they were 21 when they had Harry, so they were pretty young. You said that a while ago, and they make the actors look like they're like in their mid-30s. Yeah. Like, I think Alan Rickman is perfect for Snape. Do not get me wrong, but he is like 20 years too old for that role. (laughs) You know, like that was not like as far as age, that was not an appropriate casting, you know? Yeah. But Mike um, and I always like Mike always mimics like how the camera is never like flush on Snape. He's and he always has like his chin up and he's mm-hmm. doing like a side eye. There's and always <laughs> well they say that in the books that he's always looking down his hook nose. Oh, yeah. So okay. um but so I do ha- kind of have an answer. Well, so that's is my answer, but also so part of the reason why Lily and, and Severus did not stay friends is because when James was hoisting Snape up when you see it in the in the earlier um uh, movies lily had stepped forward and been like stop doing that what are you doing like don't do that you're humiliating him and severus turned to her and said you're a mudblood yeah oh. and she went no we're never friends i'm not speaking wow. to you anymore after that okay like so she like he was like she defended him and he was like no i don't need your help you're a mudblood and she was like cool that's it i'm done okay and she never she she ended the friendship after that, that and makes he like more approached sense. and he approached her a lot and he was like please i'm so sorry about what i said you know like w- he's like well james is a jerk too and she's like yeah james is a jerk but he doesn't fucking call me a mudblood you know like that's and- the only different like i only date people who are evil but don't call me names well i again i, I think that james i think james did a lot of growing after after uh hogwarts but um I she was not interested in James when they were at Hogwarts like at all. She didn't she thought he was a jerk too. So I my guess is that he 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 grew a lot. He he um he got a lot more mature. Sure. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I I did think I really liked seeing that Snape was like so in love with her cuz it humanizes him, you know. It it's does, too late. Yeah. It's sad that it happens too late, but um did was was uh Dumbledore just finding out at that moment cuz Dumbledore is like, "Hey, that's a doe, just like, just like lilies. Yeah, I thought for a Ugh, second that line. Though, I thought for a second like kills me. Is Snape Harry's real father? Because I didn't understand why it was so special that the deer was the same as lilies. Why is the deer such a? Is that just? So, it's because he loved her so much. So he loved her so much, and that's who was protecting Harry the whole time. Yeah. So Snape was pre- essentially protecting Harry the whole time, even though sure, he came okay. across as being an abusive piece right, of shit. Yeah. But um, I, I think he just loved. I think he loved Lily so much that to him, 
even though James is part of Harry's blood, you know, um, that he could look past that in order to protect her child, you know? I see. Because yeah. he, I mean, <clears throat> I think he felt, well, it, first of all, it, it really ticked me off that, like, he went to Albus and he, or Dumbledore, whatever, it doesn't really matter, um, and he was like, please, please help me protect these these people like I, I need you to protect him and, and and Dumbledore was like well what will you give me you know and 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 Snape's like you can't just protect people that are going to maybe die like you know that about this prophecy like you know about this and it's a boy born at the end of July um I think I think Harry was born in 1980 actually but uh born in the end of July and you know, and Neville could have been, been him too. Yeah, Neville could yep. have been part of the pro- prophecy too. But it was Harry, or or that's what Voldemort decided that it was Harry. So, um, it like I was just like, damn, that's so cold. And then they die, and he was like, well, it's because they didn't trust the right person. Like, first of all, they thought they trusted the right person. They thought that that. Pettigrew was going to help them and Pettigrew totally betrayed them and and like the uh, the whole thing is just so messed up because Sirius got involved in that as well and he was you know not at fault for that but then he got blamed for the whole thing and it was just because he like couldn't do it I can't remember why but he couldn't do it for some reason he couldn't protect them so that's why he went to Pettigrew because he's like hey you know you're my friend group we're, we're the marauders you know like we've been friends forever I know I can trust you and then it, it's so like Dumbledore to say that it's just it's so cold like it's so like wow like it hurts you you know because there's the possibility that they could have lived and then what would have happened, you know? And so it's just very, it it really puts, as I was saying, like I was saying, Dumbledore's not a great guy as you think he is. And now, and I couldn't remember why, but then when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, that's why. Yeah. 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 I did think of that when we were watching that scene. I was like, oh, maybe this is yeah, that's why. what Lauren was kind of talking about. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, and it was really nice seeing Alan Rickman play Snape as being an emotional character because Snape is usually so unemotional, you know, so stoic that seeing him mourn over Lily's loss and like holding her body and crying was like, I mean, it like it breaks your heart, you know, and then mm-hmm. and and uh, and Snape's like Snape's death scene was fucking brutal because you know like the thing is like so Voldemort had this guy in his ranks for so long and then you know the like the way that he killed him was intentional to make Snape suffer like that because he cut his throat like with the wand you know and then so he was going to bleed out anyway but then Nagini attacked him a bunch of times so he knew that this was going to be a painful death and he wanted it that way and Mm -hmm. I was like that was like the first time really where you kind of really see Voldemort as a very like evil, you know, character. Um, other than all those other times, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but like you get well, what I mean, but yeah, was, he I, killed I, that woman and had the snake. Ear well, yeah, on yeah, the table. yeah. He definitely was. <laughs> That's basically what I just say about the, the Snape thing other than, you know, well, yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say about that. And I, I was actually excited to talk about what a brutal death that was just because it, it really, like, it's just awful. And I don't think he deserved that. I don't think he deserved to die that way. And 
I the one thing I don't like is like and I'm specifically talking about like the fandom is that a lot of people jump to defend Snape and I don't think he's worthy of being defended. You know, I think I think he is a very complex and multi-layered character that has a lot is is a very interesting character and there's a lot to him, but you like don't put him on a pedestal when he is shown again and again that he's not a good man, you know, like he is an abuser and he, he may have done some good things, but overall I would not consider him to be a good man, you know? And, and that always bugs me when people are like, like there's like Snape stands, you know, like what a stan is like an obsessed fan or whatever. Um, and I'm, I just can't get on board with that. Like I, I like Snape as a character because I think he's very well written, but I would not say that I like him. I like like him. You know what I oh, mean? like like <laughs> like like him. <laughs> He's no uh, Hans Gruber, but <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess the question that I have to ask after finishing all of them is just like why, and what what I mean by that is like Dumbledore knew the whole time that these he had to find these Horcruxes. I assume. But he goes through the rigmarole of putting Harry with the Dursleys for the only reason they're with the Dursleys is because it's a children's story, I think. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Why didn't he spend all that time looking for Horcruxes? Why didn't why didn't they like bolster their like they know and it doesn't matter if anyone believes them or not, they know Dumbledore knows what's going on. He didn't know that that he had the Horcruxes though. He didn't know until the sixth, oh, because of Slug, Slughorn's memory, because of the the pen. yeah. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. So I just okay. Well, I just once you graduate from Hogwarts, like, what do you do? Like, what are they churning out all these students for? You can't. They do talk about that in the books. You can't show your magic to people. Don't know why. Like Harry becomes an Auror. So a cop, essentially, more or less. Okay, see, like, um, and w- Hermione works for the Ministry of Magic, and then I, I think Ron might too. I'm not sure, but I mean, they do like, they do have like lucrative careers after. So you know, um, because cause McGonagall talked to Harry about becoming an Auror. You know, she's like, oh, do you still want to be an Auror? Which is weird to me because even when I was like in my 20s I was still like I don't fucking know what I want to do you know and I and I well, have I mean, more of an idea in now the wizarding what I world do, it seems like there's not many options no I don't think so and I think it's interesting that none of them became teachers at Hogwarts I, I also think, think it's, it's I think they did I, I just think don't it's know. really weird that all of these Actually, magic I wanna, families I look that up now because I'm curious all these magic families are just like we got to get these kids off to boarding school like that's kind of strange i don't know i just i find that it's 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 an interesting creative world on a micro level but on a macro level i just don't understand like the purpose or motivation of like this separatist sort of story oh neville teaches herbology oh that makes sense I th- I think that they do. I don't know if they they really get into like the details of like who goes where or whatever. But you're right. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of different types of careers. But you know, and then again, there could be. It's just that it's not vital to the story. So that could be it too. You know, 
Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if your only three choices are like working for the Ministry of Magic, which I would be real hesitant to work for them because they've had a lot of like, there's been some shady shit going on with them. Um, yeah, who wants a government job? Like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't want to be an Auror because I already have a lot of issues with cops anyway. <laughs> like would i want to be a teacher definitely not i mean you have to be able to dungeon you know like what if you have a, a class full of dracos what are you gonna do then yeah my father will hear about this also, okay draco why don't you go tell your daddy <laughs> yeah I, so i don't know i just i don't know it's yeah it's i i understand like your hesitations with this world i get it because i think that um i think that there's so much more than they show that they cannot show because it's just too much, you know. But there's also a lot of things that they could have included, which would have made a lot more sense to the viewers like you who have not read the books, you know. And it's and but I think the thing is, you just have to remember that it's essentially fan service, you know, it's not meant for it's not really meant for people who are not fans of the books, it's meant for the fans of the books, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, because, y- I mean, you've had multiple questions that I've been able to answer, you know, because I've read them, and I, I don't know. I-, I-, I just I just don't know. <laughs> Let's see what other stuff I have on here. Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> I wrote down, I wrote down, so they really just let the basilisk rock down there for like four, five years. <laughs> yeah, like no one came down there and was like, "Y'all want basilisk steaks?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and they didn't go down like, there and be like, "Oh, it smells like rotting snake." Well, like, down and here. also, wouldn't the rest of the school stink? Because yeah, because that's a huge, huge snake. There's yeah. no way that they wouldn't the be like would smell. Yeah, they'd be like, "What is that stench? <laughs> oh my god!" Like this. Harry, this school stinks. I can't understand. It could be the basilisk I killed last year. Oh, that makes sense. I understand. It's rotting yes. in the chamber of secrets. It's, we should get it out. Not now, because it's already very rotten. But We're already in the prisoner of Azkaban. We can't deal with the chamber like, of secrets until the Deathly Hallows part two. <laughs> it just seems like they the kids would have been like oh hey um mcgonagall by the way um yeah i killed like a giant ass snake down there so y'all might want to like get it out before it starts you know like stinking up the place but they were just like the basilisk no no that that's a legend it's a legend that's, i know that like he defeated Hogwarts. it in the second yeah but yeah. it's still a legend <laughs> um yeah i don't and that really like bugged me that it's I was just like, there's so they could use the fangs, I guess. I yeah, it's but to me like that is that is a an item and a magical item that has a lot of value to it. Why like and you know that there are like adventures within the wizarding world, so why didn't someone trek down there, sure, gather the fangs, and then do whatever they wanted? You know yeah. what I mean? Like I to me like. If I was someone who, like, my business, or, like, if I was, like, Borgen and Burks or whatever, my business was to sell these, like, cursed magical items or this, you know, stuff like that, something like a basilisk fan, a fang, I would be like, shit, let me get my fucking hands on that. Right. That's worth I'm a lot of money. I'm sending Draco down to yeah. get them. Like, yeah. or something. Yeah, anything. And it's they, just, destroy and, horcru- they destroy horcruxes. Uh, yeah, like, it, it's like, and 
Like they're obviously very like they're worth a lot of like they would be worth a lot of money, you know? Yeah, uh, that's that, pretty bonkers. That's a good point. Yeah, that that bugged me and that really bugged me. <laughs> so it's just like it's it's got to stink. Like unless you're telling me they went down there and they like skeletonized it magically or something, then sure, sure, I could get on board with that's that. That's how they cleaned it up. That's how they cleaned it up. But. I don't think that's what happened. I think it probably just rotted away and stunk up the school for five years and either no one noticed or they couldn't put their finger on it. That's like, why that's not that's actually why Harry didn't want to go back to Hogwarts. No wasn't, like, wasn't he's to like find like the horcruxes. Stinks. I can't go back that. Yeah. I wake up and every morning I feel like I'm going to die because it smells so bad. <laughs> uh yeah, I Oh, oh yeah, I want to talk about um, after Harry dies. So they didn't say it in the movie, which would have been very easy to just have a single little line, but why would they do that? The reason Harry didn't die, and I don't know if you're, like, are you aware of I was why? wondering. Okay. I'm so glad that, you brought yeah. it up because I forgot to ask. Yeah, so the reason he didn't die is because in the fourth one, when Voldemort used part of his blood, that was, like, the mistake that he made, and that is what happened. That's that's how he didn't die or something like that. It was what? something... Part of his blood... Hold on. Part I of think. his blood and what? I don't remember that. Because he, he cut... Harry was cut to use his blood to bring Voldemort back to life. Oh! Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. in the graveyard. Yeah. So, essentially... The, so, I think that Dumbledore says it, but essentially it killed the part of tom riddle that was in harry but did not kill harry geez they could i saw something like that on the wikipedia page it wasn't that in depth i did not get that from the movie i just thought well this is convenient that he goes to like a resting place before he dies so that you can send him back like that just seems it just seemed kind of stupid to me like and we got to see bloody baby voldemort again which is i don't know I why know. I know. He's like, what is that thing? I oh, was that like, must it's have been clearly the part of, Like That must have been the part of him that like came out. Yeah. 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 And so the Wikipedia page said something like he could choose to, to keep, like, go the rest of the way and die or go back. And so he chooses to go back. But that was not explained very well in the movie, I didn't no, think. And no. what you just said makes so much more sense. Like, why didn't, why didn't Dumbledore just say, listen, Voldemort and you died. Right. Tom Riddle and you died, but... Yeah, yeah yeah i don't like literally like there's like a part where he's like he's like yeah the reason that you did not die is because voldemort died within you but you did not die see yeah. that's so that's such a weird thing to leave out of the movie well and so they made it seem like more poetic which is well, not especially a good choice since they bring in the whole like they bring in the whole resurrection stone yeah which harry like in the book he turns three times and that's how the ghosts appear the spirits appear oh. of lupin and sirius and his um, mom his mom and dad and is there one it. other person there's only four yeah okay um and that so like that makes sense because it is a resurrection stone but there's like a whole thing that is like Harry never wanted to be the master of death. He never wanted he never wanted that power. And so when he is like about to die, um, he, you know, like to him, I guess, is not worth keeping the resurrection stone because he he thinks that he's going to die. I thought I wondered why you know? he threw it down. I was like, why did he throw it in the woods? I don't think he like did that in the books. I don't really know why he did that in the movie. But yeah, I to me like you're gonna show the resurrection stone, which everyone knows brings people back to life. So were they sentient? 
like were they like the ghosts or yeah whatever? they were like themselves or were they yeah. just like yeah they were themselves but they were essentially like ju- only like he could see them like they were, were in they his like, mind but i mean like they they could think and feel like they felt like you or i yeah i think so so they're just waiting around <laughs> i think i guess so maybe not and then <laughs> when he brought them back they were like instead of being like harry oh my gosh my boy you look so good they were just like listen we'll help you with this battle because we haven't been dead for 16 years or anything right right uh, and lupin seemed incredibly like calm about the fact that he would had just died and he's like it's all right harry <laughs> and i was like it's all right if that was harry. me i'd be like this sucks i hate it no, <laughs> no. i'm just kidding <laughs> i know well and then he mentions teddy and like oh it's just like Oh, God, that made me want to cry. He's like, he'll know what... I'm, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm getting emotional over Lupin's death. Um, I'm literally, like, I feel like I'm going to cry. Like, I just loved his character so much. Like, And he's like, he'll know what his parents fought for. And I was just like, oh, oh that broke my heart. Um, hold on, let's see. Here we go. Here, Okay. They were neither ghosts nor truly flesh. He could see that. They resembled most closely the riddle that had escaped from the diary so long ago, and he had been memory made nearly solid. Less substantial than living bodies, but much more than ghosts, they moved towards him, and on each face was the same loving smile. Um, So. I see. So they're like. So wait, wait. Apparitions. Yeah, there's more. Wait, there's more. Um. And he's like, will you stay with me until the very end? Oh, my gosh. It's uh, Don't cry. Oh, my God. I'm getting emotional over this. <laughs> <laughs> until the very end. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my this book. Oh, my gosh. They won't be able to see you, asked Harry. We are part of you, said Sirius, invisible to anyone else. And that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh my God, I'm like, jeez. So, well, there's a line that that uh, she says in the that uh, Lily says in the movie where she said, like, he says you'll be with me, and she says always, and I was just like, lost it because that's what Sirius says about Lily, and it's like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm like sobbing over here, like I can't believe it's the, like it's the spumante it's making. Us- I'm like, I can't believe I'm getting all emotional over this. Well, I can, but. <laughs> I oh no like no i just it's uh i actually thought about getting um because there's like there's a a dedication in the in the beginning to her fans and it says this dedication wait yeah here we go this dedication of the book is split seven ways to neil jessica to david to kenzie to die to Anne, and to you if you have stuck with Harry until the very end. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. It's just, you're so emotional. I'm so emotional. I'm, so, I'm not laughing at you. I just. No, it's fine. I'm just like. <laughs> like, it just, you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I feel heartless because I, I just. It's, it's like something endearing that's just how meant a lot to me yeah. over the years. And, and I'm like full on sobbing about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like I have literal tears. Like I'm wiping away tears. Oh, she's crying. Right she's now. crying. Um, 
I thought about getting till the very end oh. tattooed underneath that, but then I decided not to. But I was actually thinking about always or till the very end. Oh, sure. But I kind of yeah. wanted to get till the very end just because it, I don't know, though. But, <laughs> yeah, I I just I really love this series. <laughs> like, It's near and dear it, to you. It's very near and dear to me. And it's, I definitely did not think I was going to have this reaction on this episode that I was going to cry. But, um. I mean, it's like, you know, it's been a huge part of my life for so long. And and it just, you really get attached to these characters and in the, in the story. And it's hard to let them go. You know, it's hard to, to say goodbye. And, and, um, <laughs> and, like, I guess revisiting it has brought up a whole other, like, host of emotions. <laughs> wow, I am, like full-on <laughs> crying right now and so lauren Ooh. would you recommend it no <laughs> i think it's pretty safe to say that yes i would actually i wanted to ask you overall are you glad that you watched the series kind of because i i can't remember if i've said this on the episode at all yeah i think i did earlier but it's kind of fun to be in the club of like pop culture references i think and I think it's, I mean, I can't lie, it's a, it's a creative story in a creative world, and I'm giving benefit to the books, or I'm sure the books are very well thought out and deep. Um, my criticisms are mainly just, I think the movies were not, I don't think the movie, like, we've already decided, We you know, I don't think the movies are made for people like me. Right. And I think that that does them, that's a disservice. Right. Um, but from your perspective like it's not a disservice so no i mean obviously yeah but i i don't like i do think it's interesting to know finally like i did have a weird feeling like when the when we finished watching part two and it was over and the credits started i said out loud i cannot believe i've actually watched all the harry potter movies like i never thought that that would happen right i just never and it's it would it's brought me (laughs) immense amounts of joy you have no you have no idea I like figured you've been like, asking for years and years and years i know so. well and then you're like sending me memes and i'm like i'm like this is special <laughs> this is really special like and it and like whenever you send me something i'm like oh my god and she understands it too <laughs> like yeah i, I watched this i don't know i don't think i sent it to you but i watched this tiktok video of like of it was like harry and and like going through the uh you know the um the the uh, sorting hat and everything like that so they had like this girl playing draco and she's like she's like this is crab and gonorrhea and <laughs> I, was like, I was like really cracking me up it was pretty good but she played like the snobbiest like suavest like <laughs> like shittiest draco and it was so funny but uh yeah i i i obviously i i absolutely love this series um but we should talk about the epilogue because oh I, yeah, yeah i forgot about the epilogue i so, did it actually like i really okay i have to say my piece first it, because yeah. i have i think i have a lot less to say about the epilogue than you i actually really like it when they show like future like what happened to them so i liked seeing that they had like a bunch of kids and they were all sending their kids they're all about to send their kids to boarding school which is really weird to me but you know (laughs) i did i liked seeing that they all like were okay and even draco was like okay um so i thought that that was interesting i've already talked about my feelings about Ginny, but um 
Yeah, I don't know. It didn't bother me. I kind of like seeing them as aged adults, but... So, um, I hated it. (laughs) I absolutely hated it. Um, I didn't like it when it was in the book, and Mm. I definitely didn't like it in the movie. How come? Uh, Well, first of all, um, I don't really love when books are tied up in a perfect little bow, because to me, it's like, there's, like, it's 19 years later, and a lot of shit can happen in 19 years. Ginny and Harry might not end up together at the end. Like, this is just a childhood romance. What is what is holding them together? Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, Neville doesn't end up with Luna. He ends up with Hannah Baker, you know? And and so, I, I don't, I really just, I don't like when things are tied up in a neat sure. little bow. I think yeah. sometimes it's just like, it's just like life doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? And it's it, it reminds me of the ending of The Haunting of Hill House, where everything is just tied up in a neat little bow, even though there's a lot of issues that should have been resolved and were not. And it was like, it just didn't seem, it just didn't, it wasn't right. And there's, so there's a couple things. First of all, he named his kid Albus Severus. I said, "What the fuck?" I said to Mike, "Like that kid is has no chance." They named him Albus El- Severus. Like it could have been nice and named him like Albus Fred or something. You know, right? Like why? Yeah, why wouldn't you name your kid after the brother of your wife's? Right, like uh, exactly the, the dead brother of Fred your, Albus or something. Yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, like but the fact that he named or what is it, Albus Severus or Severus, whatever. Either way, like. I could sure I can understand naming him after Dumbledore, but after Snape, like, it's what? pretty weird. Yeah, like this guy abused you for fucking like, seven years or six Dad, years of your life. Why is my name Severus? And like, well, a long time ago, someone was in love with your grandma. Yeah, I mean the whole story is like so <laughs> yeah. bizarre, and he's like, "You're named you're named after one of the bravest men I've ever known." Sure, but let's not forget again that Severus abused harry for years and years snape always was in the background like trying to protect him in a weird way he didn't show it very well and sure that happened but that's you don't have to name your kid after him no no yeah and they had three kids it looked like like two older boys and then a girl and then ron and hermione had an older boy or an older girl and a little boy or something i don't even remember i'm like whatever um (laughs) And the the second thing that I don't like is that they aged the the actors to nineteen years older. Yeah, I hated that. Well, and they were. I wish they had just cast other people, and it really bothered me that they oh. did that. Or I actually wish that they had like completely omitted the epilogue completely. That's mm. what I would have. If I was David Yates, I would have not included the epilogue. I would have been like, no, we'll just leave that for the fans. Because to me, it was it was ridiculous. Well, he had the same glasses 19 years later, which <laughs> doesn't happen. Well, like... You yeah, get like, contacts. <laughs> why does anybody in the wizarding world... Wizarding world... Why does anybody in the wizarding world even need glasses? That's a good question. I don't know. I... Anyway, that's why I hate it. I get I, it. I think no, it's, I get it. I think it's stupid. I think they don't look like they're 19 years older. I think Ginny still looks exactly the same with just a more, like, an older haircut. Yeah, she had, like, like a sensible haircut. Yeah, like, she's just like, I'm older now. And I'm like, mm, not really. <laughs> like, you just went to someone who doesn't know that you're a teenager and gave yeah. you a bad haircut for <laughs> someone who's 40. Um, like, it, it's just, like, it's fine on someone who's, like, 40. But, sure. like, for a teenager... Well, not a teenager, but like you get what I mean. But anyway, I 
I just I couldn't get on board with it. I didn't like it in the book. I didn't like it in the movie. I hated it even more in the movie. And I have stood by that and I will continue to stay. This is yeah. you know what? I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually mind that they use the same actors. Yeah. Because it's such a short scene. And nowadays they'd probably just go stupid and like digitize Ugh. the aging. Yeah. So I, I was happy with how they looked because they were themselves with just like gray in their hair or something and sensible haircuts and that didn't bother me because it was like a three minute scene right but i get i get it i get being annoyed by it yeah Uh, from your perspective also harry does not break the elder wand i was gonna ask why did he break the wand he He went through all that trouble i forgot i forgot to to actually mark that like every all this happened and what he did was break it and throw it yeah i don't let's see hold on um Okay, so what he did was he repaired it, um, and he says he's going to put the Elder Wand back where he where it came from. Oh, he's going to go open the grave again? <laughs> that sounds like I, an that's awful all, That's all it says. Oh, I have one more thing I want to say that, that bothered me um, before we, end, we, we wrap things up. Um, when... Ryan, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> Harry. I don't know why I said Ryan. 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 Um, when, when, her, I almost said Ryan again. <laughs> when, so when Harry is going to walk into the forest to, to meet Voldemort and, he, and he's saying goodbye to Hermione, he's like, and I, I think you know, like you've had a feeling for a while, like what is going on. And Hermione gives him a big hug. And, Ron just stands there. Yeah. I was like, Ron, this might be the <laughs> last time you ever see your yeah. friend alive. Like, mm-hmm. and he just didn't even, like, there was no, nothing, no exchange, <laughs> no, like, man, I'm going to miss you. I really love you. You know, you're, you're my best friend. Him. Like, like if I were Ron, I would have hugged him just as hard, if not harder than Hermione. Like, I would have had a hard time saying yeah, goodbye, you I know? Yeah. I thought the same thing, like, it was it so was weird unceremonious. Like Hermione was like, "I'll go with you," and I was like, "You're just gonna like Ron's just standing there too." At the same time, like Ron's like, "You're gonna go with him? What's <laughs> going on?" Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. I thought it would be funny. I said if if Harry like makes eye contact with Ron and does like a like he pretends to like squeeze her butt or something because <laughs> she's about to get. <laughs> but like, just I'm a dying man. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. I won't. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was weird too. Like yeah. Ron was like super, like a statue. Yeah. Kind like of. he didn't say anything. They, like, didn't they didn't even didn't... exchange good. Like that. I thought that was so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's how it happened in the book. And honestly, I'm not gonna look for it because it's gonna just be a mess to look for it. But I was just like, Ron, go hug your friend. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, pretty he's weird about to go die. Yeah, he is like he like you and Ron's not stupid. Like I, he may have moments where he's stupid, but he's overall not a stupid character. Sure. So he would have definitely put two and two together that hey, I my friend think. is about to go die. Yeah. You know, and 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 I really like the way Hermione and Harry said goodbye though. That was very emotional and, and sweet. But yeah, that it really like <laughs> I was like, dude, do you not understand the implication of what is about to happen? Like. Hello. Yeah, it, I don't think he did. I think he was just like he's looking at his watch. Like he's like, all I have to do is finish this, this movie. Battle gonna be over. Yeah. Oh god. I'll finish this so movie so and then we're set for life. To go feed my cat. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, it was really weird. It was pretty weird. And uh, I I do think that the movie was lacking 
emotional scenes and it needed emotional scenes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, it, it, I think it had a couple good ones, but yeah, that that bugged me to like no yeah. end. Like that was like. Like this is might be the last time you ever see your friend. You mm-hmm. you might not even get to say goodbye to his body. You don't know what Voldemort will sure, do to it. Yeah. You know, like and if I were Voldemort and I was a cruel ass motherfucker, I'd probably parade Harry's body through the streets because to me that would be fun and humiliating well, for I mean, him. He you sort know, of started like, doing that yeah, at Hogwarts, true. and I, I actually kind of like that because it seemed like yeah. realistic that oh. he'd be like. <laughs> would you think of the weirdly awkward hug between him and Draco? <laughs> Voldemort's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty He's weird. Like, Draco, I was like, why is why is Voldemort hugging? Why is he was like, let me give you just a yeah. tender. <laughs> he doesn't a have to hug. Embrace. He doesn't have to hug. It's I know, so it's, weird. He's like, and and Draco's like, okay, okay, I guess we're doing this. Yep, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> he was like, I would have been like just like this, like my yeah. arms at my side. That would have been, been better like, because then been, like, at least it would have been like intentionally awkward. Like, please don't touch me, don't touch me, yeah. don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Anyway, yeah. do you think you'd recommend this movie? Yeah, I think I kind of stand by my, what I said earlier, where if you feel like you want to watch it, watch them. Um, they're not all great. Uh, I think... I do agree with you on that. They're I not all great. I think that it sounds like it might be wise to read the books first. Yes, big time. Or just forego the movies and read the books. Because I don't think... I don't, like... I can't see these movies lasting after this generation. I feel like they're going to turn into never-ending story. Well, they're making an HBO series now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I think, like, from a movie-making perspective and from the perspective of, like, are these films great films? I don't think they are. I do agree with you because there's a lot of information missing. And while I'm a fan of them because I've read the books, I do agree with you that I'm a fan of them and I know the story behind them because I can mentally fill out each individual hole because I already know. But if you don't know, then you, you're you just kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's a bunch of things where you're like, well, so why didn't Harry die? Well, that's a huge kind of like fucking ginormous part of like something that we should know as the audience and we didn't, like you couldn't have just had Dumbledore say that single little line <laughs> to explain the whole damn yeah. thing. Like, yeah, exactly. <sighs> So there's things like that where I I can't see like in the year 2100 I can't see people talking about like this classic series of excellent movies because yeah. I think once like the main Harry Potter generation sort of passes its baton to their children and their children's children I think that these movies are sort of going to fade um yeah I slightly see that. like and Mike used the comparison of like to the never ending story how mm-hmm. People like it now, but it's mostly because they liked it as a kid. I love the Neverending Story, but I saw it as a kid. Yeah, that makes sense to me for the Harry Potter movies. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that about the books. The books probably will last a very, oh, very long I, time, yes, big time. Yeah. But I, I just they're classic. They're considered classic literature. Yeah, yeah. So, so just from a movie perspective, I, I don't. I don't know if this is a series that it's like, oh wow, these this series of movies because like Lord of the Rings, I think defined and created a fan like fantasy battle that other movies now have to like that's a bar that other movies have to to meet right and and the fantasy battle in harry potter did not meet that because it's it's just it's it's really hard you know it's hard to include all the information 
in these films because you don't have that much time to in order to do that which the you know the tv series could end up being really great because they're going to have a lot more time to be able to explore the different avenue and different uh you know explanations that they omitted from the movies Mm -hmm. and that i mean i'm curious as to what they'll do i probably will not i can honestly i can't see myself watching it until at least like the fourth season comes out because yeah first of all i i love binge watching things (laughs) secondly they're kids and i'm an adult and i'm kind of like eh, you know like sure the i don't know i just can't see no, myself it. watching it no, for another it. Yeah. couple of years yeah so yeah so i think i just stand by my statement like if you want to watch it watch it uh but if you're if you're like me where you're going through life and you just don't really feel like you need to i don't i don't think that they're like a rush out and and watch but it's a creative world and it's fun to be on the inside of like the pop yes. culture jokes and you, you know get the memes now <laughs> yeah so so there is like so there is that so it was an exciting journey i can't believe it happened yeah i'm still a little bit in shock but that you know that's where i'm at so how yeah. about you what would you um i i don't disagree with you honestly i think that um obviously as you heard earlier that these are very impactful emotionally impactful to me um so i do stand by them as far as if you read the books first yes you should watch the movies but if you don't read the books first you're gonna be confused you know and i really didn't put that together because i had read the book so to me it wasn't it wasn't difficult to like fill in the the plot holes you know but uh, now that I've heard it from your perspective, where you're like, what? Why did this happen? And then I'm like, oh, well, that happened because of this. And you're like, oh, well, why didn't they include that in the movie? You're right. There is a lot that's missing that is vital, like such as Voldemort's backstory is pretty vital to who he is as a character. And they didn't include that. And I really hate that they didn't do that. And um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'd say yes. Yes, overall. I mean, yeah. But I think that you... If you're going to, I would read the books first. And the books are so great and so magical anyway. It's like, what are you doing if you're not reading them? (laughs) You know, even as an adult, I think. And I think that they're great to share with your kids, too, if you have kids. Um, And, you know, because I know that if I had kids, I would like 1000% be like, I'd be like, no, if you don't like Harry Potter, you are not my child. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that. Yeah. So uh, I love them. I love them and I, I stand by them. And I I do agree that there are some bits and pieces here. Like I could have used Gone Without Groppy. The Chamber of Secrets was fine, but it wasn't anything special. Uh, but I I just have a, a very strong attachment to them, you know, as you can tell. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's it, I think. Yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram and watch the movies. You can follow us on Facebook and watch the movies. You can email us if you like our stuff and you want us to review something. You can email us at watchesmovies at gmail.com. Uh, we will put it on the list. We pretty much do them right away. I mean, but if you send us five stars on uh, iTunes, we will put your thing, your suggestion, your thing, your <laughs> recommendation to the top of the pile. But we pretty much do them right away. So it's, you know, but, but we are asking you to give us five stars anyway, because it gets us out there. And we like to do this. We really love what we do. And we want to be doing this for a while. So, you know, 
but it just helps us out. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, limited edition Hedwig's theme yes. by Mike Myers. You can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show Forty Two. Uh, and this is the last week for Hedwig's theme. Also, yes. um, Amber, my friend, introduced me. And I introduce Mike to the world of Wizard Rock. So if you haven't heard last week's episode where Mike made a little song, he joined an exclusive club of Wizard Rockers <laughs> by making a Harry Potter parody song. So check that out. Oh, and uh, yeah, you can find him. His name is Mike Myers. Yep. You can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. I already said that. <laughs> and Thanks, I thank you, Mike. think that's it. And bye-bye. bye-bye.